Greetings, fair viewers, and you are come well to the WAN show. Been playing Baldur's Gate? For we have a fun... No, actually. <laughs> for we have a fine show for you all today, actually. Uh, well, it's going to be a bit of a dramatic show today. Ah. Uh, we don't normally weigh in on drama, but the way that I see it, the whole thing with XQC and H3 and also like basically everyone else on the internet isn't really drama so much as it is something that we need to talk about because it affects the space that we're in a lot. And I also want to just kind of talk about personal echo chambers a little bit. So we're going to be digging into that. In other news, CNET is deleting thousands of old articles in an apparent attempt to game their Google search rankings. We're going to be talking about all the things that are wrong and terrible about that. What else we got going on? Bots beat humans at CAPTCHA. So really? every CAPTCHA that you're filling in is actually just useless. You picked that. It's a main topic. You picked that over the... Uh... Yeah, right. what else? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can't even, like, I've had a hard time picking the fourth one, which I know is a meme at this point, but it's actually difficult sometimes. <laughs> I was going to go with YouTube bans links and shorts, but, like, do I care? Not really. I don't know. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Also, the drama, because we only talk about drama when it's someone that you've either built a computer for or fixed their computer. Got him. Roll it. Let's go. <laughs> also, Pokimane. Ah. All right, let's jump right into our main topic here. Here's a summary of the, I don't know, let's Just call it... Just in case you need another one. ...sequence of events. On July 24th, XQC uploaded a video reacting to YouTuber Lemino's one-hour, 38-minute-long documentary about the Kennedy assassination. Three days later, YouTuber Mudahar retweets Bub Films calling out the extreme lack of transformative input in XQC's React video. A lengthy Twitter fight ensues, which is very unusual for both Mudahar and XQC. Mudahar? I'm pretty sure it's Muda. I'm pretty sure you're right. All right. All I right, could be wrong, cool. but I think it is. On August 1st, XQC is called out again by YouTuber Neo for clicking play on Neo's video, walking out of the room, then returning <laughs> 10 minutes later. Neo also posted his video analytics showing no XQC bump in viewers. Uh, Riley has a note here, although this was early data and compelling evidence for either side has been woefully lacking in discussions around React content, so it's a pretty hard thing to prove. I can contribute some of my own experience, even though that is anecdotal evidence at best, based on data though, and from what I've been able to see, it does not contribute much. I would say it really depends, and it all comes down to that whole fair use discussion, doesn't it? It depends on the nature yeah. of the transformative work. For example, when streamers reacted to our review of the Starforge systems computer that we bought, um, there was a small, I would say, longer than usual tail on that video for viewership, but we did not see a significant bump. When Mr. Beast included our gold controller in one of his Beast Reacts to Things videos, there was literally nothing. Not negligible, not 
uh, 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 like th- three views, like literally nothing over the regular background noise of viewership on that series of videos. Um, however, with that said, there have been situations where we have gotten significant viewership. And I'd say one of the best examples is when there is a back and forth drama where the yeah. positive feedback loop that is created by that, say, for example, I mean, since it's topical, when XQC built a computer, I reacted to it in I believe a quite transformative way. We cut out a lot of the extraneous content, uh, reacted with solutions to the challenges that he was experiencing. Um, and like our video was a fraction of the length of his, even with what I had added. Um, so we cut out noise. We very much transformed the content. When he reacted to us reacting, and then we reacted to him reacting to us reacting, it did create a snowball effect, which I think is at least part of where that React community gets the idea that reaction content can generate notoriety and can generate traction for the other participants. Um, And there have been well-documented cases where especially very small channels have been called out by large creators and end up blowing up. But you're asking for kind of a perfect storm where that large creator reacts in a very transformative way. And also that small creator in the best case scenario, has other related content that people who land on their channel can then go watch. So it becomes, it turns from, your worst case scenario is you give them nothing. Your middle case scenario is you give them a view on the original video, which generally relies on you not showing too much of it in the first place. And the best case scenario is you generate a recurring viewer. And I'm not necessarily gonna be saying subscriber because that term, kind of doesn't mean what it used to. A subscriber doesn't mean that you just have a locked-in captive audience viewer. It just means that someone has indicated that they're interested in seeing your future content. So that's, that's your ideal outcome. On August 3rd, on the H3 podcast, and I'd like to make it very clear that with the... Um, I have a very limited personal relationship with both of these people. At at least, I have exchanged DMs on Twitter with both of them, with XQC. We've reacted back and forth a couple times. I was in LA going to Disneyland with my kids, and I showed up at his house and fixed his computer. We made a video while we were there. Um, and then with Ethan, basically, we've like DM'd back and forth a couple of times over the years, and that's it. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, you know, my entire sort of personal history with these guys... Um, and I want to make it really clear that I don't really have a dog in this race. Neither of them are, are BFFs with me or anything like that. Um, for both of them, there are things about them that I respect, and I'd like to make that very clear. Um, I mean, you gotta, you got to respect the hustle in, I think, both cases. Um, you've got to respect with Ethan his ability to reinvent himself. I think that's something that he's done particularly well. But I also think that both of them have had... Challenging episodes. Is that a fair way of wording it? Am I getting myself canceled, Luke? I don't think so. Am I setting any any hordes of... It might be humbling to say that we have as well. Oh, we haven't. You can trust me, bro, about that. <laughs> That's a joke. That's the joke. <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah. Um, anywho. I don't know if they were on the same level, but they've happened. So... On the H3 podcast, Ethan Klein criticized XQC and 
hilariously, also criticized his own podcast co-host, Twitch streamer Hassan, who we have also built a computer for, for hey. producing low-effort reaction content with little to no creative input. Now, this is where things move into what happened this week. For those of you who don't get the title, okay, where I've got the GPU on my wrist, we are getting to that. Um, on August 7th, XQC debated Ethan on the H3 podcast, um, admitting, basically, that he wasn't concerned about the legality of ripping content and referred to his own YouTube reaction videos as non-transformative dog sh**. The debate eventually devolved into XQC proving that his viewers would watch anything he does by doing the worm, which I apparently have a link to. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, we're going to transformatively laugh while we watch this. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. Have you seen this, Luke? No. I didn't follow any of this. Um, okay. A couple things here. Um, first of all, that's actually not the worm. Someone, okay, I have to give, I have to give credit 90s to... 90s kids will know that is not the worm. It's not, but I have to give credit to Wired Rope and Twitch Chat, who said Forbidden Technique. And I, I do, yeah, I think that's fair enough. For what? It is the worm. Forbidden Technique. Uh, okay. Heck yeah. I like okay. That. Um... And anyway, uh, on the on on the plus side, uh, we got the whole house on my wrist meme, which came from. And again, I want to be very clear that um, I think both sides have had some challenges here. Oh, okay, we apparently don't have the original one. Um, I I obviously think that XQC's DM to Ethan, basically signing off from the conversation, saying, "And don't forget, I've got your whole house on my wrist," with a picture of. A watch he and has some since nail bracelet. Said that was supposed to be mostly a joke because it's nowhere near the value of Ethan's actually house, actual house. Uh huh. I have no idea. I can't tell anymore. Yeah. Like I actually can't tell. Um. <sighs> yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, at least we got this meme out of it. So, and we also got the title of today's WAN show. So there's a couple things that I want to kind of talk about here. First of all, XQC's primary defense of his content appears... Oh, right, I had wanted to clarify. Um, I'm generally not in support of people leaking DMs. I actually don't think that's super cool. I also don't think that was a very funny joke. I think it's funny to mock saying something like that to anyone, but I don't think it's ever... Um, for a wealthy person to even make a joke about how much more money they have than you, I think is um, never in good taste. Okay, so I agree, but does it change it that they're both hyper wealthy? I don't like, know. Like if, you know if what? Google this is correct. This is a really great question. If Google is correct, yeah. uh, he's got a $9 million mansion in, in Bel Air. So, like... Uh, <sighs> So if if <laughs> Bezos, you know, and Gates get into it, and Bezos is like, don't forget, I could dock your yacht in my yacht. Is that a cool way to behave at all? Is that classy? Oh, I don't think it's classy. Does it matter? But if it's not true, does that make it a joke? 
because because I and I don't know if I may, some watches are are real wild. Like I have no idea what the actual reality is. Yeah, it's but, apparently a couple hundred grand. So no, it's definitely not so, the value. And of XQC house. has said, like yes. I know it wasn't the value. I know what his house is like. Sure, I was just making a joke. But if Bezos knew that Gates's yacht doesn't fit inside his yacht. And remember, there's the context that this is not, you know, a cordial relationship at this point. Right? So if, well, we if don't, it's okay. between... Here's, here's a spicy take oh, on that. I think I see where you're going, and I kind of like it here. We have no idea that this is not a cordial relationship because we have a lot of mm -hmm. evidence, exhaustive evidence, that YouTubers have manufactured drama in the past. Sure, you got the Paul brothers yes. as a prime example there's, of there's that. There's videos of one of the Paul brothers driving up to the other one, them discussing how they're going to fight, how they're going to shoot it, what angles they're going to get, all this kind of stuff, and then pulling away, driving back up, and doing it. There are There is exhaustive evidence of this being a thing. And what is the absolute biggest thing on the internet for the last, like, week? Drama! Yeah. They all love it. This. Yeah. So, like, I... I don't know. All of this stuff just seems so fake to me. However, there's stuff here that's more than just words. And that's the real reason that I want to talk about this. Because, no, this is not a drama podcast. But what it is, is about technology and about the YouTube space and the inside baseball of the creator industry. Um, and... I think the actions speak louder than the words here, and regardless of any drama, fabricated or real, um, XQC has clearly indicated that he has knowingly ripped off people's content to their detriment and doesn't intend to change anything about it. Um, actually, I don't think he's acknowledged that it's to their detriment. He's definitely acknowledged that he's ripped it off and isn't contributing anything. Um, so I would say that by just following some basic logic, he has admitted that, no, it is not covered by fair use, and therefore he is ripping it off to their detriment. That's like actually how that works. Um, his primary defense of his content appears to consist of these major points. Uh, one, that there is little to no evidence directly showing that React content, even if it is non-transformative, harms the creator. Whether it helps or hurts the original content is like heavily dependent on the content, the reactor, how soon the reaction is posted, audience overlap, etc. And that's very true, but that's sort of part of the whole conversation about fair use is that yes, it is dependent on those things and your actions do not account for those things. Um, also, XQC claims that every time he is approached by someone asking him not to react, he acts in accordance with their requests. However, his creator liaison process appears to happen after React videos are posted, not before. And that is also not a valid defense. If people happen to be home and they tell me not to rob their house, I don't rob it anymore. <laughs> like, for real, though, that's, that's actually the parallel that is a valid analogy here. So it's kind of ridiculous. Um, one of his other defenses is that he is very wealthy and successful. Very good defense. He also claimed that the current laws governing copyright are old and defunct, and he predicts that the media landscape will eventually move toward looser interpretations. <sighs> so I guess here's what I really want to talk about. Is it dangerous to live in an echo chamber where everyone supports you no matter what you do? Because I think the biggest problem here is actually not XQC. 
And I think the biggest problem here is not Hassan or I don't know, Asmongold. I'm just I'm throwing out names. These are not necessarily people who do a good job, people who they do also, a bad job. There's uh, Azyland, you know, whatever, S Sniper Wolf, SS Sniper. I don't know how to pronounce it. It doesn't matter. The point is it's not whether they're doing a good job or whether they're doing a bad job. It's the way that the parasocial relationships with these people seem to lead people to support them, whether what they're doing is right or wrong. And to quote one of my favorite lines in Faulty Towers, this is exactly how Nazi Germany started. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> but also only sort of. I, I, yeah. I think a lot of people just don't care. Like, actually at all. I know that's like an unfortunate path forward. But I think it's... Like when we're talking about community stuff, echo chambers and things like that, I think the amount of community people, not creator people, but community people that are against React content is actually very low. Yeah. And I think if that wasn't the case, if, if yeah, if that wasn't the case, I don't think we would see it be as prevalent as it is. Well, it's obvious that, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like telling people like, are you against house robbery? And they're like, yeah. Like, well, are you against getting stuff for cheap at a pawn shop? No. Yeah. They're happy to use the reap the rewards of the system. Yep. Yeah. They're like, ah, this video is 6% better if I watch it through my, my favorite streamer than if I watch it through the actual content creator. Therefore, I don't care at all about any impact. It's also right here. Yeah. It's 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 so convenient. You it's don't basically even have to being change the channel. It's being fed yeah. to me. I I don't have to think. I don't even have to let the YouTube algorithm think for me. I actually just get to let my favorite streamer. Well, realistically, my favorite streamer's like content manager or like moderation team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just pick content for me to consume. Yeah. Um. I, I'm I'm honestly I'm kind of reminded of this time that I was in. I think grade eleven, and I was a student aide in a grade eight or grade nine English class. And I, 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 was, I, was trying to, I was trying to help this one individual in the class improve their assignment or something like that. Like I was, I was trying to give constructive criticism for how they could, you know, English better. And she was, um, oops, didn't even mean to give a gender, but oh well. Uh, it doesn't really matter. There's no way you're going to track this person down. All I've done is narrow it down to one of like 20 people. So anyway, um, so so she basically was upset and felt that she was being criticized. Um, I actually don't know. i am got a pretty good grade in my student aid class. That's, that's all I can remember from that far back. So I think I probably did an okay job. But, you know, I can also be a bit of a condescending f sometimes. So... <laughs> Well, look, we're, are we being real right now or not, Luke? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we're being real then. <laughs> Good. So, yeah, may, maybe I didn't present it in the most perfectest possible, beautifulest way. Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I was legitimately trying to help. I didn't expect that. She gets upset about something, and her friends all pipe in and go, you know, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't pick on her. Yeah, yeah, she's totally wrong. And if she wants to say it like that, then, you know, that should be okay. And I'm, I'm just kind of sitting here going, I don't make the rules of English. Um, I, this is not personal. This is just, I, do, you, do you want a good grade in the class? I, I am here to help. Um, 
And it was one of the, it was, I don't know, I don't know what it was about that interaction, but it has stood out to me for so long as such a, such a toxic form of friendship to support someone no matter how wrong they are. I, ha I had, there's, there's something that's like scarred yeah. in my brain similar to this too. And I won't name any names here, but there was a conversation that I had a long time ago um, with, with, there, there was, there was two parties in this conversation. Sure. Someone who I'd known for a very, very long time and someone that I had Me. only known fairly recently. Okay. Yvonne, no. when you just met her. Neither of you are involved. Okay, This cool. is pre-knowing you at all. I mean, um, with how narcissistic I am, I assume I'm involved in everything. <laughs> now that's, oh, that's a reference. for shots on himself. That's a reference to Dan. You don't even remember cracking that joke? They put a giant RGB L on the L is for narcissist. Yeah. That's a fa that's my favorite thing I've ever said yeah. in my entire yeah, they life. They put a giant L on the land room wall and they're like, why this? And he's anyway. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yes, go, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, it, it, in this conversation, I'm trying to keep it vague because I don't really want to yeah. bring this back up again. But in this conversation, the sure. person I'd known for a long time was trying to make a certain claim. And I was like, no, that's just like actually not correct. They were so they were debating the person I knew for a short period of time. Yeah. And I backed up the person that I had known for a short period of time. Because they not, were right. Not because of a preference thing, but because they were like definitely right. And after that conversation, I got a talking to from the person I'd known for a long time about loyalty issues that I had. And I was like, um... You're actually an idiot. Yeah. Like, this had literally nothing to do with that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how I responded, but like in my own head, I'm just like, what are you even talking about? Can we coin that term? Toxic, toxic support? Toxic support, toxic friendship, toxic... Well, I'm uh, pretty sure toxic friendship is already a term, but I just mean... Okay. I mean, specifically... Toxic the, support is probably good, yeah. The kind of support that makes you think that you're right all the time or makes you think that the rationalization that you've done for what you're doing is is totally cool and okay because it's it's definitely something that i have experienced in my life right like yes there's a small subset of our community that is not any kind of supportive toxic or actually supportive or anything that you know sometimes i'm actually very appreciative of because i i, I definitely do get my fair share of the 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 other the, the the not support side of things um but the overwhelming majority even when we upload a video that i kind of look at after the fact and i go wow that was actually bad uh, the overwhelming majority will still give the thumbs up and they'll still post a supportive comment and they'll still they'll still support it and it would be very easy in a position like mine or like xqc's to see that overwhelming support and go, oh, well, the people who don't agree with my worldview are just haters. And I guess what I'm, what I'm kind of getting to here, I know it's Enablers. taken a very long time, is that I feel like internet celebrity is getting to the point where it almost, it breeds this narcissism. It breeds this inability to see outside of the echo chamber of people who tell you how smart and capable and awesome and sycophant beautiful you are yeah sycophant is a is a perfect word to describe it except it's not quite like that because a sycophant is uh, the connotation is more like um a, a subordinate employee or like a um, an advisor to someone like like an all-powerful you know uh, governmental official like a ruler or something like that whereas 
sycophantic friendship, I guess, is is kind of the 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 closest thing we'd have to this sort of this like toxic support that. Um, <sighs> Other people in chat are saying enablers. Yeah. Or toxic enablers. Yeah, enablers. Um, I think toxic support is good, though, to be completely honest. Should I be grateful to our community for beating the crap out of me every time I do something <laughs> that they don't like? I, honestly, though, I mean, to be clear, I don't want you guys to take this the wrong way, but you do not change my course nearly as much as, you know, my in-person, you know, friends and colleagues and um, and supporters do. Um you know, I think there are there are exceptions in the community. There's time and place. Like we were we were talking about one of, one of our community members is coming up to play softball with us soon. Yeah, you, you can hardly call Rod yeah. you know, a member of the community, yeah. but he also is. He is though. He's a particularly active participant. Uh, he's particularly you know he has stood out as being absolutely amazing and awesome many many times. Was he? But he's still a member of our community. Was he pre mod twenty four? I think so. I think that was just where we happened to meet him. Mm. I mean, every community member is a is a potential, you know, friend waiting to happen. Potentially, don't push it. Whoa, yeah, that's getting down a. <laughs> however, however, you know, don't don't force it. Yeah. Uh, but the point is just that, like, <sighs> where was I? Where was I going with this? Now, don't lean into that too far. Uh, I can't remember the word for it right now. What parasocial? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Parasocial relationships. Yeah, no, real that's, bad. Yeah, yeah, that's real bad. Yeah. Um, however, you know, if something natural were to happen, I'd say another example would be Brian the electrician. He was a he was just a fan. Oh. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like, super cool dude. We ended up, you know, walking along the same path coincidentally for a while. Got to know each other, and that's cool. That's chill. Um, it's a bunch of people that work here. So that started as fans. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Ed, There's a lot of people. Yeah, Ed's an oh, example. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew who I was before you started. I knew of you. Yeah. Okay. But so. like, I didn't. I would watch and. Because, okay, this is back when unboxings okay. were actually wow, helpful. now that's getting really creepy. You would watch? You'd watch me what? <laughs> Everything. Uh, this is back when I actually thought unboxings were super helpful because a lot of product websites would not include what was in the box. And sometimes for different computer parts, I would actually care a lot about what was in the box. Because if I'm doing a certain build, I might need certain things, and sometimes they're not included. So I would skip through videos to see where you pull the certain part out and be like, okay, cool, and then go away. So I didn't actually like watch the content, but I used it. It was it was genuinely useful at a time when I was building a lot of systems for people and stuff. So I I take the feedback of people whose thought processes I understand and respect a lot more seriously than the community. But the community also does factor into not just what I think, but also what those people think. So we 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 do keep it in mind. Um, so I guess where I'm where I'm coming to. Finally, my, my final point here is who's at fault for this and what can we do? Can we achieve a better balance? Is it on creators to, to foster an environment of honest feedback? Is it on communities to hold creators accountable when they do something that is objectively not right? Um, what is the fix for this? Because we've got a lot of drama, we've got a lot of discussion, but we don't actually have a lot of solutions right now. 
I, okay. The, the solution Pressure's that I on. want. Go. Solution. The, the solution that I want. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a kind of annoying and somewhat defeatist take on, but I, I think oh. it never happens. Oh, Luke. Oh, no. But the solution no. that I want is that the community needs to act more appropriately, and they just don't. So it's like, I don't know. Because the only way to stop this is, you know, vote with your wallet. It's the same type of thing, but now it's like vote with your eyeballs and right. also wallet because people like throwing money at their favorite streamer. So it's also wallet. Um, but like people just aren't going to do that. So I don't know. And as long as they keep watching, unless the law just starts hammering down, I don't think anything's going to change. I don't think anything at all is going to change from this debate. I think if anything, this just brought more eyeballs to react creators. I don't think the law is going to change anything either. I only, yeah. I only so, recently became aware I don't think that anything will change. Uh, Syndicate is still making videos and I'm just sitting here going like, how wasn't that guy canceled off the face of the earth for yeah, what happened with him? People don't care. And yeah. if the people don't care, nothing's going to change. So it's just like, I don't know. Like I, I saw this drama topic pop up throughout the week and just didn't give a crap because I knew nothing was going to change at all and none of it was going to matter. So, Okay, what can we do then? Can you at least have a not defeatist attitude about that? Yeah, I think what we can do is what we've basically always done, which is try to carve our own moral path. And we have decided that we're not going to do this type of React content. If we do do React content, we have certain ways that we would, you know, hold ourselves to certain standards in the way that we do it. And I respected a lot of those, like, you know, like pre-reaching out to creators. Yeah. Um, there, And we were, you know, publicly identifying how that can be a bit of a problem. Sure, yeah. Uh, because, you know, creators might uh, feel obligated to say yes, because we're a big channel. Um, and maybe they aren't a big channel. Who knows? It depends on the situation. Um, but like, I, yeah, I think that's our solution is to be, be good. To be clear, I, I said syndicate, not tech syndicate. Oh, yeah, different things. Yeah, totally, totally different things. And then, like, honestly, if other people think React content is great and fine and whatever else, they can go do their thing because it's not really up to me to decide for them. What Shout is out good. Twitch chat pointing out that um, also every friend in your life is just a potential employee like Joe. Yeah, it's true for me too. Look at Nick. Look at Colton. Yeah. Look at Joe. Yeah. The number of people that we knew already and then ended up like bringing it. You know, someone tried to get their mom hired not that long ago. Which Did, didn't I try to do that at some point? Yeah. Someone yeah. else. Okay. So yeah, you're not the only one now. Um, which which I consider to be the highest possible form of flattery. The fact that the fact that someone would you know let me meet their mom. At, well, okay, hold on. This is getting... Okay, the point is that they consider this a good enough place to work that they would subject their own mother to it. <laughs> that's my... That's how I'll word that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's super cool, personally. Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah, I agree. I think that's good. But hey, let's all be really upset about what I said about how we try really hard to treat people well so... That we hope that they wouldn't need to unionize because we'd consider that a failure. Yeah. Let's really let's go after that. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of speaking of Linus, completely unnecessary drama. Linus, bad person. Yeah, I'm basically yeah. a monster. Yeah, and to be clear, like I'm sure we do stuff that other people don't like. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it exists. Um, Someone's like, or it's nepotism. What are you talking about? <laughs> they don't run the company. 
that's not that's not what that yeah, why do we even look at twitch chat okay twitch chat there it goes this is it there it you're goes. done we had in the pre-show we had a we had a peaceful existence with with twitch chat for a while and then i'd uh you just lost your you lost your chat privileges. You knew, you knew it wasn't gonna last. I think we're just gonna do you this. Wanna, every you want to see something neat too? I'm gonna start the show with Twitch chat from now on, and we're gonna see how long Twitch chat gets to hang around. This is so. This is my laptop. Pre-show, I had Twitch open, and and partway through the show, I just closed it. I was like, nah. It's done. We, we were we were cool for a while. We had our pre-show. It was good. That time is over. It has passed. Whoever oh. had that in their bingo card now would be the time to cross that one. Yeah, off. there yeah. you go. You All got right. it now. Let's jump Earlier into our fake. next topic. CNET is deleting thousands of old articles. Yeah, speaking and of bad things, I am so upset about this. Honestly, this. I didn't even think about this before. I was having a conversation with Ploof from the writing team about how impossible it's gotten to find things on Google lately. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't find old stuff. I was looking for it here. I'm, I'm going to... Okay. We'll do it live, okay? Heck so, yeah. Samsung Jive. I was looking for this old phone that I had when I was in high school. Um, oh, this is a new result. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> I mean, is it Twitter? Is it X? It's still Twitter.com, but the, it's not Twitter. The point is, I was looking for this old flip phone that I had when I was just either, I think just out of high school or, or just at the end of high school. And the vast majority of the results are just modern phones. Google, that is not what I'm looking for. And what's really wild about this is how inconsistent the results are. When we were sitting in script review, because it was the, um, I think it was the one on old phones or something like that, I had wanted to include a reference to one of the phones that I used to have, but I didn't want to include a reference to the wrong phone, even if it was one that was very similar, because I didn't want to say something inconsistent with something that I had said in the past, right? And so I was trying to search for it while they were there, and then like a week later, I messaged Ploof on Teams. I'm like, yo, I found it. It's the, I think it's the A920 or something like that. Um, but when we were chatting about it in script review, we were both sort of agreeing, yeah, it's getting basically impossible to find anything on Google these days. But what never occurred to me is that it's not just, oh, wow, this, uh, this I clicked this tweet and it's like very useless. To, yeah, that's, okay. Cool. I can't even see what I was replying to. Awesome. So I, I would have no way of finding this thing. Um, but it never even occurred to me that the problem is not just Google getting worse and just wanting to sell me stuff, because that's the first thing that comes up. Images for Samsung Jai. I, oh, do you mean do you mean new stuff and new cases for phones you could buy? No, that's obviously not what I meant. But it could also be the actual creators of this content, not just disappearing, because that definitely happens, but also actively deleting their old content. It would have never even occurred to me. And yet here we are. CNET has been deleting thousands of old articles over the last few months. And when Gizmodo asked for a comment, a CNET representative confirmed that the articles were intentionally deleted and shared an internal memo that said that the articles would be preserved by the Internet Archive's Wayback Machine and described the deletions as a way to send a signal to Google 
that says that CNET is fresh, relevant, and worthy of being placed higher than our competitors in search results. I'm going to let you finish, but if yep. you think that SEO is the name of the game in the modern web, <laughs> you are not fresh and you are not relevant. Yeah. Also, there's other ways to deal with this. Like, you don't have to just delete all the old content. Even if this was real, you could just subdomain it or something. You could move it somewhere else. You don't have to delete everything. Like, that's... This is not the way. CNET.old or something like that. The representative likewise stated, this is an industry-wide best practice for large sites like ours that are primarily driven by SEO traffic. In an ideal world, we would leave all of our content on our site in perpetuity. Unfortunately, we are penalized by the modern internet for leaving all previously published content live on our site. Is that even remotely like do you do you know anything about this that you can contribute to this conversation? Is that even remotely considered to be valid SEO practice, never mind best practice? As far as my understanding goes, no. Also, there's this there's did you read this tweet? Sorry, I've been distracted by other things. Did you read the tweet from Google? Uh we're gonna get to that. Okay, yeah. So like I, I've never heard of this being effective personally. Neither has Google, apparently. Yeah. Um this is a search this is a this is a great tweet from at search liaison so this is the google search liaison that says are you deleting content from your site because you somehow believe google doesn't like old content that's not a thing with an exclamation point our guidance doesn't encourage this older content can still be helpful too. learn more about creating helpful content and then it provides presumably some kind of link there's a yeah there's there's a colon here so no google does not recommend deleting older content though in 2011 they did state that removing older low quality content could improve your site-wide ranking that was 12 years ago i doubt that's very relevant today things have gotten a lot more granular since then but i think that what cnet might be grappling with here is you know maybe this is uh maybe this merits some kind of, uh, I, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, hit, hit me up in the chat with just, uh, I'm not going to try and create a poll for this right now, but when was the last time you visited CNET? Like in years. Is this just CNET At least on the five. struggle bus? At least five. Like for sure, at least five. <laughs> Lol, no one will answer. I don't even remember. I haven't seen anything past 2010 yet. 2011, 15 years. I'm on CNET right now. No, you're not. <laughs> well, they might be because of us talking about it. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Pretty much no one be like, I go there every day. I'm not surprised. I mean... I do end up there from time to time. Makes Never sense, personally. Though. Yeah, I was going to say. Always for work. Yeah. It's it's always, um, I need to know something, very surface level, no offense, CNET. I need to know something basic about some old crappy technology from like 2006 or something because I'm doing research on something. And uh, CNET happens to be the only thing that, that took such a ad this is this is pretty admirable this is pretty cool but that took such a, a broad approach to tech coverage that they have something 
anything about that particular gadget or gizmo. Um, so to their credit, that's, that's definitely something that they've done well. But for anything newer, I don't know that CNET is ever my go-to for the best quality coverage. I have stumbled across good quality articles there in the past. They do exist. But in general, I feel like their brand has just been scattershot, blah, 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 you know, just, just try and do a little bit of everything for so long that I, I don't really see how they can... I don't see how they can be surprised that their relevance is low. And I don't think that they, I don't think their diagnosis is correct. And the main reason I wanted to talk about this is not just to trash on CNET. I have nothing against CNET, but rather to talk about how destructive what they're doing is to the general informativeness of the internet. Like we, as the sort of the internet generation, I feel like we've taken for granted that things on the internet are just you know, there, they're there for you to search for. But if you've got companies, the companies who, who hold, who, who own the, the, all the historical data just going, oh, well, I don't know, maybe the preservationists will hold on to it. Yeah, but, or maybe they won't. They're certainly not going to hold on to video. And yeah. so this might be fine for stuff that you're oh. deleting from 2004 or whatever. But as we get into the multimedia age, no, nobody's going to be preserving that. And there's just going to be, we, we think of putting something on the internet like we used to think of writing something down. And it's not. When it's gone, it's gone. You know, whether it's the... there's Yeah, there's I, I've brought this up a few times, but the whole like the internet never forgets thing. And then you go forward a few years and it's gone. The internet forgets a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or just stops caring. <laughs> One of the two. <sighs> Is it kind of both? Are we just are we just tired of caring? Are we out of cares? I think that's absolutely a thing, personally. Yeah. So our discussion question is, is pruning content like this actually a good idea? Uh, and is this a responsible way for a news organization to behave? I mean, that's another big one. Then again, you know, if this is if this is an existential threat, at least in their minds for them, if they if they feel yeah. like they need to get what what is it fresh, relevant, and worthy of being placed higher than our competitors in search results, do you have a responsibility to exist? You know, like like is it? I would again say though that they could just put it on an archive site. They could subdomain it. They could do whatever. If, I mean, I, I do not believe that the thing that they're trying to run away from is even real. Uh, but if it was real, or even if they believe, who cares, right? Yeah. Even if they believe it's real, there's another way to go about this. I don't know. All right, Dan, what are we supposed to do next? You're going to have to guide me. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know a little how to bit, run my own show anymore. You're a little bit uh, before time. So we're going to do the merch message content and uh, two curated. All right, let's and do that. Yeah, I think you, what do you do? You explain merch messages, you forget right, how right. people do it, and then you I also do kind have... Of, I do kind of know how to do the show. Yeah, <laughs> you've also got some uh, some new merch and things to talk about today, too. All right, thanks, yeah. Dan. You're welcome. So for those of you who are new to the show, we don't really do super chats, we don't do Twitch bits or whatever the heck all that stuff is. We do merch messages, and the reason that we do this is we like you guys to get a better deal. We're all for you throwing money at your screen that benefits us, just like any other streamer that is very helpful to keep our beautiful lights on, be they white or red or blue or whatever color they are. Um, but we also like for you to get great value for your money and some, you know, just 
not even acknowledgement doesn't seem that great. And that seems to happen an awful lot in this space. So our solution to that is merch messages. In order to send a message into the show, which might show up down there, it might get a response from producer Dan. So make sure that if you do send a merch message, you uh, do monitor this for the, for the rest of the show. Uh, or... Dan might curate it for me and Luke to discuss. And if we don't do any of those things, well, hey, at least you get your order in the mail. The way to send a merch message is to go to ltdstore.com, go to the cart, and then anytime we're live, you're going to see a little box where you can fill out a merch message, and it will go into the merch message queue. Dan, do you want to pick a couple to kind of show the people how it works? Yeah, sure. I got a bunch here. Um, Sick. Hey, we hey. We really do have a bunch. What the heck? Why are so many people buying things this week? I don't know. It's exciting. I thought this was going to be a slow week. Nope uh oh, hey hey what the heck is the clear screwdriver confirmed any eta that thing looked sick can't wait that one does look really cool i think confirmed is a really strong word <laughs> um what it definitely is is in progress we definitely want to do it but unlike the colored plastics that we used for the creator editions Oh, okay, actually, that's kind of a different thing. Unlike the colored plastics that we used for the Build Your Own at LTX, the clear plastic is an entirely different plastic. It's not It's not Triax. It's, uh, I forget exactly which one we settled on. We tried a handful of different transparent plastics. Um, but instead of just having a different colored dye in it, it's a completely different plastic. So the colored ones... We managed to use the exact same mold. Not only that, but we were even able to validate that they are very, very nearly, not, not quite identical, but almost identical in terms of the force required to take them apart. So, so a cold press fit is just as good, trust me, bro, as a hot press fit. So that all went really well. But with the transparent plastic, what we found is that shot in the same mold with all the same other pieces... Unfortunately, it shrank a diff shrunk shrank. It got smaller and smallened a different amount. And so there were fit issues with the top of the cap, as well as with the ratchet mechanism, I believe. So there has been a significantly larger amount of R&D going into the clear driver compared to things like the upcoming Noctua colorway or any other upcoming colorways that we might have. So, yes... I sincerely hope so. Um, we we think we've pretty much got it solved now. So it's just a matter of moving to production and making sure that we actually have it solved because at our scale, we can't really afford to make mistakes anymore. That's kind of a funny thing too. Is like uh, the whole trust me bro thing is like also internal. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Yeah. I, just, I just have to trust my engineering bros that... We're not going to ship out 10,000 screwdrivers that then we have to, you know, basically just eat and refund because we completely screwed it up and the whole thing falls apart or whatever. Like we, I, I have to trust the team to maintain failure rates that are low enough that uh, we can continue to survive because you know that the community is not going to let us off the hook if we try and do anything other than whatever's right. And so they shouldn't. That is... I consider that a feature, not a bug. I've, I've settled on that. Um, with that said, don't expect me to take every little bit of criticism completely seriously. I mean, some of it is, no offense, not very valid, but I'll read it. And I'll, you got to filter stuff. That's going to be true for everybody. Yeah, you got to filter. Um, Nipless Cage in Floatplane Chat says, 10,000 backpacks with broken zippers that still don't have a fix. Uh, correction, Nicholas Cage. 
it's 40,000 backpacks. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we do have a fix. And we've shown the progress uh, of the fix over time. No, no, no I'm, 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 I don't know how serious that was. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we good, we good. It's just, it's not 10,000. Yeah, yeah. It's 40,000. Um, and that's in manufacturing. That, that's coming. We will take care of it. Trust me, bro. Oh, good. A thing happened that is good. How wonderful. Cool. <laughs> Amazing. A float plane chat be like, wow, 40,000? Really? Nice. If it wasn't 40,000, we were in trouble because I ordered 40,000. Oh. We have not quite. I think we're, we're at like 38,000 something hundreds anyway. So we're almost through the initial order of backpacks. Um, and we are through the initial order of screwdrivers. So we are almost through both of the just let's go bets that we made a year ago which has been pretty validating um it's been it's been really great after the, the amount of naysayers were actually insane like yeah it was kind of fun yeah it was it was like genuinely i i was involved with very little of that and it was still very fun for me <laughs> so i don't know 100 percent. the amount of people that even would just like they'd reach out to me thinking that like by talking to me they can get to you to, to like get you to stop doing this and i'm like no like it's gonna be sick just it's fine Go trust away. me bro yeah like <laughs> don't worry about it it's actually gonna be really cool they're like like i uh, i am very concerned this is a youtube outlet making a screwdriver like i don't think you guys know what you're getting into i'm like actually i think it's gonna be pretty sick I kind of think we do know what we're doing. I don't like, think we knew what we were doing getting into being a YouTube outlet. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's where we excel, man. It's like, <laughs> where we're not really sure, but we can try really hard. We've never seen a wheel before, <laughs> but gosh darn it, we're going to try and invent one. Yeah. The best one. Yeah. Let's make a wheel. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's even fun. Okay, the no, no, hold on, hold on. I've like got an improvement. We just, we just need this part oh, to come no. off. Okay, oh, ready? Here no. we go. Oh, oh, wait, there's water in it. Okay. No, I'm not going to do it. I thought it. he was actually going to do you it. You never know what I'm going to do. I might throw it at Dan. That is. <laughs> Hit me, bro. <laughs> that might actually break the monitor this time. Oh, no, man. there's a lot of water in it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I would have done one or both of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe we can get new cameras. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We don't need these are like so overkill. We don't need yeah. Yeah, I, I had multiple people when I was doing tours ask me about how overkill our cameras are, <laughs> yeah. including Gerald Undone, uh, who did a really great tour of the studio actually before LTX. It just ended up coming out around the same time. A really unfortunate timing because I would have loved to have him here for LTX. Right. But he missed it by like three days or something <laughs> stupid like that. Whatever uh, is what it is. Yeah. All um, right. Another one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Was uh, that one merch message? That was one. Yeah. Good you, gravy. Good merch message. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for bringing back the indoor hoodie. Linus, oh, I'm... Oh, sorry, Dan. I figured it out. We released a stupid pin. Oh. I thought we released more than a pin today. Oh. No, that's why the orders are going stupid, though. Mm. It's always the pins. What is with you People guys in the, love pins? the pins? You've got some cool colorways for the pins. Pins are well, sick. Yeah, but like, it's pins. You get you get a backpack with your pin. Oh, <laughs> for your two hundred fifty dollar pin. Yeah, <laughs> comes with three. That would actually that would be really. I need funny. <laughs> something to put my pin on. I might as well get a backpack. 
<laughs> he's he's emailing Nick. I think <laughs> I'm already. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my God! What have I done? The second he picked up his phone, I was like, "Ah, it's happening." Oh my goodness, that's very funny. I didn't. Oh, it. there's an all gold one. Can you stop feeding into this? That would look really sick on the backpack, though. I'm just saying, because the all you, black outside of the backpack yeah. with the gold pin. You like, could do like a silver one and then make like another backpack with like silver on it to like match the pin. But I think that would be caught like cost more. Uh, seeing, did you see anybody who had modded backpacks at LTX? There were some really cool ones. Someone like our entirely took the zipper out. To be able to do this properly, painted the entire zipper, like I did the see teeth the and everything, zipper. orange, and re-put it back in. I did see the painted zipper. It looked really sharp. It looked like 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 factory level. Like I didn't look that closely, but like from from the distance that I was at, no, it, it looked, looked really good. Yeah, I was very. I didn't impressed. see more than that though. I don't think I did see there a was, lot of backpacks. There was one where somebody had stitched a pattern that again looked like it was like bought that way. I don't remember exactly what the pattern was. Um, and there was a it couple other- It wasn't like Rancho like, pattern, was it? I don't think so, no. Okay, because if it was, I, know... I have a story for that. Okay. Someone showed up at LTX with a prototype WAN-themed backpack. Do you know about this? No. Oh, so you don't know about this. Well, I've seen it in the thing. Okay. So what happened was uh, we scrapped or iced that project or like it was an early prototype bag that had like problems with it. Did they... And someone internally was like, I'll take it. They didn't sell it, which is good. Okay. We asked the person where they got it. They got it at like Valley Village. So it was donated. But we were oh, we had to have a serious conversation yeah. in Monday morning meeting that kind of went, hey. Yeah, you probably shouldn't donate those types of for things. For prototype stuff, like... Immediate family, you want to give it to them or whatever, like, okay. And that may even be what happened in this case. Maybe they did give it and to an immediate family member. And well, then okay, but then you have to have that conversation with the family member that when you give it to them, though, if you are no longer going to use this, this comes back to me. Yes, it should like, have made its way back here because it's not that we don't want people using stuff that would otherwise be wasted. It's just that that's not final goods. It's, it's not representative of the proper product quality, which maybe is why they donated it. Because <laughs> it, was, it was an early version. It wasn't yeah. comfortable and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, we, have a, we have a very important question from... Oh, yeah. Sorry. We are still supposed to do a merch. Oh, wait. Pan Bish. Oh, all right. Fine. In, sure. in Floatplane Chat, who says, why don't you have even one photo with the pins on a backpack? I don't know. It's a good question. It is a pretty good question. All right. We know we need to improve our product photography. And this is not against our photographer. This is just, we are still a really small team. I know yeah. that, I know that like for the, for those of you who spend hours a week with us, essentially, you know, hanging out Thanks. and talking tech and all that cool stuff, you know, we, we probably seem like, you know, like a big YouTube company, but a big YouTube company is still a really, really, really small company. <laughs> and so our entire merchandising team is, Maria takes some pictures, which is definitely not her job, um, at least not fully. She does uh, a good job of it. Yeah, she mostly does graphic design. That was what she was actually hired to do. But hey, mm -hmm. she does a fantastic job. And Nick tries to write some copy. And very recently, we hired Anna, who also works on some copy. <laughs> Everything else we've hired is designers, fit techs, customer service, and engineers. 
we have one person who like helps with um, just like monitoring run rate reports and and stuff like that, and then we we use a third party logistics company, three uh, PL. So we're very like uh, like engineering and design oriented. The vast majority of our headcount is engineering and design for Creator Warehouse, and then uh, customer service is a huge part of it. Now that we went through some growing pains um, last year around the time of the Trust Me Bro fiasco, which was really, really awful timing. Um, so yeah, Top why- Gear One Two Two Four in Inflowplane Chat posted their backpack with their pins on it. So your question of why we didn't do a thing, the answer is because. We try. <laughs> Dang it, we try. That looks amazing, it though, looks by awesome. the way. Yeah. It looks freaking awesome. Someone's like, maybe you should hire someone then. That is, like, such a classic. <sighs> Tell me you have never tried to hire anyone without telling me you have never tried to hire anyone. Isn't this a whole thing? Like, I- I'm, a- I'm almost, like, semi-surprised this isn't a topic, but it's also not that interesting, so whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Um, but the American Semiconductor effort... Yeah. Their issue right now is that they can't, they can't hire, hire anyone. Yeah. Well, part of it is I think TSMC has a pretty toxic work culture. Oh, does it? Very Taiwanese. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, you're not married to us for life? You need to go home? What? You don't want to work here for infinite hours? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I don't. And stuff because Taiwan's cool. I want to experience Taiwan. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's not in Taiwan. It's in America. Oh no, it's in America too. Oh, it's TSMC in America. Yeah. Oh, I didn't actually realize. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the problem. Is TSMC is running into significant challenges hiring outside of cultures where um, you can work Work people like that. Like not even a thing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sorry, Dan. I, I totally didn't let you finish that. You ready for your second merch message? I'm ready. <laughs> You're going to be here all night. Hey, guys, thanks for bringing back the indoor hoodie. Linus, I'm finishing up my basement home theater. Have you been able to enjoy yours and anything that you wish you did differently? Mm, okay. Well, one thing I wish dif- I did differently is that I didn't assign Dan to my sound treatment because it's low-key been a year. What what happened? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. That oh, you literally did though. I did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I'm 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 kidding. It's not your fault that it's taken so long. I'll, I'll explain. Uh, we are we are working on our own sound treatment product, and it's been very challenging. By the way, Dan, did you know we've made some really good progress recently? I have also seen some of the special ones that I requested were made too. Um, yeah, I, I know that you've been having some problems. But... Yeah, no, we had a breakthrough. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. During merch meeting, either this week or last week, mm-hmm. they showed me a new version of the sleeve that fixes all the um, mm-hmm. like the the ripples and the waves around the corners. It's not perfect, perfect oh. because yeah, that was a major issue. A modular solution is never going to be perfect, perfect, but it is so much better and i am i'm actually really excited i'm really hopeful for the project now uh so we've had all kinds of issues around extrusion of the framing pieces uh sourcing of the foam pieces figuring out how to mount it to the wall in a way that is a easy and b cost effective um and then the the biggest one has been figuring out how to do the wraps around them in a way that is both sealed so that you don't have to worry about, you know, particles from whatever crap you put inside it floating around the room all the time. And B, doesn't look like butt. Um, and C, is easy for the user to self-apply. So managing to tick all those boxes has made this a multi-year project 
um, that has cost probably too much for how big the market is for acoustic treatment products. Then again, I feel like the market for acoustic treatment products could be bigger if they weren't so horrendously overpriced, which is exactly what we're trying to address. I want them. I would, they're, I, I'm a target market for them. I just, I would like them immediately. They seem good. Um, yeah, I was told, uh, yeah, they'd be ready in a couple months. Yeah. And it's been over a year now. Yeah. So I assigned Dan to do a video, actually. Well, I think it was going to be two videos. Two videos. Yeah. yeah so a, a, a mini series of videos with me where we were going to, um, what was part one? So we're ready for part one if you want to attempt that eventually, you know, soon, I guess. Oh, what's um, part one again? So part one is just the treatment to the walls. just the, mm -hmm. And then part two, I think, was going to be with the acoustic treatment on top of that. I don't know. Oh, you mean I, like the light treatment? Yeah. I don't know if you want me to spoil it or not. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll just talk about so the plan. I spent uh, quite a long time sourcing different types of velvet. So we're going to cover your entire theater, floor to ceiling, in black velvet. And I went to a whole bunch of different suppliers and I tried a whole bunch of different velvets to find the one that had the best light ablation characteristics in every single direction. Cause most velvet is like, you know, it only points in one direction and this one had to go from everywhere. Um, and then because we were thinking about doing this with the audio treatment as well, I sent that over to CW and then we managed to get a massive ream of it uh, from a, uh, a supplier that we have. Um, so we now have a, it's like a body bag of black velvet in logistics. Um, okay. It's uh, it's a lot. I can't hear black velvet without thinking about that song. I, I yeah, yeah. Black yeah. velvet and that little boy's smile. Black velvet and that, I don't know the lyrics. Does and it? that slow southern style. Anyway, yeah, I, I just, I can't hear it without thinking about that song. I know, um, I know. Yeah, so we've got Very some exciting. really high quality velvet. I don't know how to attach it to your walls. I got to figure that out. And then, yeah, so I think, oh, you know what I think we settled on was that we're not going to do part one until we know that we have some kind of reasonable expectation that part two will ever happen. Um, I would like to make reference to the part two, you know? So, yeah, hopefully that eventually happens. <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone's ears. Oh boy. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I regret not doing better light treatment and I regret not doing sound treatment, but boy, am I ever going to fix those. And now that we have so many qualified peoples and equipments, we're going to do an awesome job of figuring out exactly what difference the light treatment makes to the contrast, exactly what difference the sound treatment makes to the acoustics, and it's going to be awesome. Okay, I guess that's topic Three, do some more topics. Dear dear Luke, no more Linus singing. Please let him know thanks. I'm concerned. I responded. Oh, really? <laughs> he will sing as much as he damn well pleases. Wow, what a voice. You should do a Christmas album. No! Yeah. He's already made a Christmas album. Yeah. Number two. It was already perfect, and we never need to do it again. You know how new Christmas albums seem like they came out all the time back in the day? Yeah, when's the last time anyone did like a Mariah Carey Christmas? Did Ariana Grande do one? I think she might have. Oh, really? Hold on, let me check, because that would be a I little more I feel like more this recent. used to be like all the time bands had Christmas albums. It doesn't um, seem to be as big of a thing anymore. Christmas and Chill. 
is the second Christmas record and EP by American singer Ariana Grande. It was released December 2015. Yeah, that's a lot of years ago. Yeah. Six original R&B-inspired Christmas tracks. Really? Six tracks? I mean... Okay. Um... Backstreet Boys' last Christmas album. Yeah, like, there was a lot oh of my different Christmas albums back in the day. It has six tracks. You wonder why people don't buy CDs anymore. It has six tracks, one of which is intro at one minute long. <laughs> this is a 13-minute album. Sick. And I'm not trying to say that the quality of an album is determined by how long it is. By I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's a certain limit to how much quality it can have based on its length if every one of those is a certified 10 out of 10 banger then it is at best a 60 out of you know whatever you know some album that had 15 songs each of which was a 10 out of 10 so it's at best a third as good as that one to save you from the internet's ire i think that would be called an ep if it's uh six six songs oh, it or so. is an ep okay it's there it's ep it's, it's not an, an album sorry 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 you extended will, you will play. get attacked i okay okay i'm sorry i'm sorry well does it cost less than an album uh, that's up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> so an EP is just an album that they acknowledge is shit. No. Okay, no. sorry, is a value. Uh, I mean, in the good old days, they would they would be slightly cheaper, but Got I don't it. know. I don't know how it works these days. I mean, you buy each song for it a dollar. It stands for extended play? Yeah, so you have singles. We're, this is, we're talking vinyl now. You have singles, which were generally like one-ish song per side. EPs and LPs. So you have like three minutes of like physical space to put a song, depending on how loud it is or how hey, bass it is. is that why old songs are so short? Like the Beach Boys? Yes and no. Uh, some of that reason is because you had to play the song perfectly the whole way through in one take and so if you did a five minute song you're gonna Green Hills and it's high gonna tides, be baby. very expensive Let's or you go. have to be very competent and then you have ep which is like six songs because three aside something like that and then a full 12 inch album which would be in a, a long play lp um but then we kind of moved to cd and now we have red book standard and it's kind of sort of the same but but now but, it's digital okay, so you can okay. do whatever the hell I'm, you want i'm gonna piss some people off is an ep not still an album it's just a small album uh, yeah, yeah, that. So it's like a rectangle and a square, you know? No, they're literally both circles. Well, not anymore. They used to be. Okay, but we're talking about records. Yeah. Okay, well, Also, you know, a square is a rectangle. Exactly. But a rectangle is cool. not a square. Yeah. Right, so... So they're both albums. But these albums. are actually just circles, though. So they are both albums, then. Yeah. yeah, but one of them is a is an EP. So I and, called it an the, album. The other one is an LP. So, so why, why does that one get the album fun. name and EP doesn't? I'm just trying to. Uh... No, Dan, you need to have the answer to this. <laughs> yeah, a good one, one that yeah. we will accept. And you I'm know actually that we won't not, accept anything. So, someone in Floatplane Chat is like, Luke is trolling. I'm like, I'm actually not. They're, uh, I, I okay, didn't, I've, I didn't I've, know, I didn't know not the even word. a little? Because I'm trolling a little. Well, yeah, a little bit, for sure. But, <laughs> but I, didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know LP existed, and now I do. And this makes less sense to me now. I've heard the term. Like, I, I've heard EP, I've heard I know, LP. I, know EP, my under, yeah. I, I just thought they were albums. You're, you're at the, you're at the edge albums. of my knowledge now, but I think that the 12-inch... I'm at the edge <laughs> of glory, and I'm ah! hanging on a copyright strike with you. <laughs> uh, I think that the long play actually came a lot later. Like, they used to be mm. teeny tiny, 
uh, and then they they managed to figure out how to make bigger ones, right? So that makes you, sense because EP stands for extended play, which exactly. is like so weird. you have your single, which is like we could put a song on this before the machine wow. exploded, yeah, and then yeah. extended play is like yeah, now it's the new big we got Blu-ray, it can hold more song. Uh, and then, yeah, we've got the, the really big ones. I don't know if there was a bigger standard, like super extended play, but I don't think so. so I only know tape. <laughs> I'm, I'm not old enough for records. Yeah. Um, tape is actually in a resurgence right now, which is kind of interesting. An EP, EP extended play sucks. is a short album. Tape actually yeah. Yeah, yeah. sucks f***ing but like it's the Wait, did worst. did you say tape is coming back? Yeah, tape is cool now. Of course it is, because everything becomes retro when when is dance mix 95 when's my copy of dance mix 95 going to be worth like 500 bucks well we're seeing a resurgence in like uh like dance disco mix i was kind of sick kind of a banger <laughs> yeah it actually like unironically was really good <laughs> it's just it's the same thing over and over again yeah as, oh, as i said like square and rectangle like they're all technically an album but you know linus was I think probably people on the internet would call them out and be pedantic because uh, it's six songs. It people was... on the internet? I think you mean people in this room. Well, technically, I'm on Boom. the internet right now. Boom. Got him. <laughs> Man, I was talking to... Oh, I was about to turn him off, but he already turned himself off. <laughs> We're all good at turning Dan off. Uh, okay, so someone of uh, MICN in floatplane chat said yeah. it's, it's legally an EP when it is under 30 minutes of songs and an album when it's over 30 minutes. Okay, so she's still 16 minutes out of 30. But, again, an EP is... Uh, I mean, it's yeah, I guess it's a record. It's not an album. But the thing is that the record, it's kind of like there's so much space and the amount of there's music... There's so much space. We yeah. can fit 12 no, songs No, 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 no. There's only so much space. But it, you're trying to attribute what is like a time-based thing into space. And depending on the type of song and the makeup of the song, sometimes they use more space. And in the 80s, they had a lot of makeup. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. And a lot of yeah. bass guitar and heavy kick drums, which are a bigger impulse, which means it has to be wider. So the louder oh. the music and the more bass heavy the music, the less music that you can fit, which is why it's a range. Which is wow. why CD music always sounded better because they could make it as loud as they wanted. Exactly. And the loudness wars were a good thing. Well, yeah. Both of them had different mastering standards. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I'm just trying to make people mad now. Yeah. We all like sausages. That was dangerous. <laughs> get, some, get some sausages in here, yeah. I can feel Jesus. the heat coming right now. People are flying in. Okay, I, I do need to talk a little bit more about tape coming back, though, because tape is the... That's actually dumb. This is... this I, I actually... Uh, I... 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 I, I'll, I my cynicism power has been activated. Um, people will get retro nostalgia, rose-tinted glasses over literally anything. Because tape was terrible. It was the worst. It was the worst of every possible world. It couldn't hold a lot of songs. Even records, you could skip the track if you like kind of knew where the other track was. Yeah, 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 you're not supposed to or whatever. But you could, okay? <laughs> With a tape. You had nothing. You had nothing. You just had to, like, get good with your Walkman. Like, 
kind of know approximately how far back to go if you wanted to hear that song again. And the tapes were fragile and they were damaged by quick play or, or like by fast forwarding and rewinding them. So you would hear a song once and then to treat your tape properly, you would have to listen to the entire album again in order to hear it again. Like it was, it was ridiculous. It sucked. And the quality sucked. It was actually worse than what came before and what came after. I was talking to my badminton coach yesterday because um, we were talking about the new badminton center and the, the gym that we were, that we were practicing in at the time. And I was like, honestly, man, badminton center is a terrible investment. If I wanted to make serious bank, I would just take these warehouses, strip all the badminton flooring out of them, put in racking, and fill them with dumb shit that people are going to get nostalgic for in another 15 oh, yeah. to 20 years. Yep. Like, freaking Lego just sets, buy, Poly Pockets. Just auto-buy a whole bunch of booster packs for card collecting games. I wouldn't even be... leave them on shelves for 10 years. I wouldn't even be surprised if flipping Beanie Babies make a comeback after that stupid movie comes point, out. Yeah. No, there's yeah. a movie. Yeah. Because of course there My, is. And then they're going to do this again. Emma, well, not that they ever did, but they're going to do it. Emma, finally. my, my <laughs> Maybe. partner, after we watched the Barbie movie, she wouldn't shut up about how big of a move it was for them to sell Barbies to adults. And I was like, yeah, like maybe some of it will happen or whatever. And then since then, constantly, she's like, look at what, look what I found on social media. There's just su some new like uh, adult woman buying a Barbie. Um, and like crying over the like they're taking out of the box and they're crying because they're so moved by buying this Barbie and she's like they were so smart because yeah the movie performed really well but they're selling a ton of merchandise right now like and a Barbie costs nothing to make oh yeah like actually well I shouldn't say that because the clothing is okay ugh the clothing's expensive if you're actually compensating your labor fairly because that actually uh. does have a cost. But the actual injection molded plastics at the volumes that they're doing are like literally have you basically seen, nothing. Have you seen the price of the merch from the movie? No. Um, I don't have any reason to care about that. She really liked the I Am Knuff sweater that it shows at the end. Um, that's $87. <laughs> and people complain about our merch prices. Oh, that's Canadian. That's actually not that bad. If the quality is good, but I would be surprised if it is. Yeah. If the quality is good, no, we don't know. What does that to work out to? That's like sixty US. Okay. That's yeah, our dollar does really just suck a lot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, our dollar is really. I weak. honestly assumed this was US, but you're right. That was a. It had directed to Canadian. Yeah, that's actually not that bad. Yeah. If the quality is good. Yes. Is it? Does anyone have it? I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if at least someone had it. I'm trying to look into how much like a, a Barbie costs. Right By the now. way, I'd like to jump. Bucks. I'd like to jump in and clarify something really quick here, guys. Um, I see a lot of people. I've had a lot of people over the years. Maybe you guys can help me get the word out about this. I've had a lot of people over the years criticize our store for only listing prices in US dollars when we're based in Canada and when our buyer is based in Canada because us listing it in US dollars means that Canadians pay a higher price. But that is not how that works. Yeah. Our cost on every item, I shouldn't say every item, not quite every item, our cost on nearly every item in our store is in US dollars. So if we were to list a Canadian price, it wouldn't just magically suddenly be the same dollar value but Canadian 
because our cost is in US dollars. And so our margin targets that we need to hit are based on our cost. And so our Canadian prices would just have to float around based on whatever the exchange rate is and whatever our USD cost is. So for us, it's a lot simpler to just have a USD cost that is a USD price that is derived from our USD cost. This is a pretty normal experience for me personally. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's I, it, other online shopping that I've done that are from Canadians that are in USD. I don't know. Someone said in chat, U.S. currency is kind of world currency. Yeah, I don't know. Whether we like it or not. I mean, yeah. not if BRICS has anything to say about it. Last I heard, they were busy borrowing U.S. dollars. So, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, are we st Did we make it to a merch message? Did we yeah, get one? Okay. What was it? I don't remember. Was it about <laughs> pins on the backpack? I think that was the first one. You know what's the worst the part? You know what's the worst part? What? Ever since I was like, why are you guys Facebook even into? Theater. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Oh dude, yeah. People are. Hard Ever since I was all, pins. why are you into pins? <laughs> we have sold 150 pins since no. then. Oh no 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 like over 200. Yeah I uh, yeah because uh, I looked away to talk to you about extended since I plays. refreshed this page, it's been another 70. So so uh, almost 300. Sorry, go ahead, Dan. So, yeah, since I looked away to talk to you about records. Um, I'm having a bad time now. You guys uh, thanks everybody. Are not but, doing it right. By the way, here you go. What am I looking at? CDs oh, and cassettes. Oh my god. Vinyl, vinyl, CD, cassette, digital album. And the digital album is cheap. Is one dollar less than the CD? Well, CDs cost nothing. Still though, because you probably have to pay for shipping uh, if you want the CD. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. The vinyl is thirty-two dollars. Hey, it's a lot of plastic, all right? And a seriously, they're, they're more time-consuming to print, so... What are people playing these on? Cassette decks, I guess? Man. Even, like, the okay. CDs. I need to figure out what, like, the next thing is. Like, will it's, there be... It's real to real. Will there be... A... <laughs> No, I'm, no, I, I no, no it's, it's, it's like vinyl for, for even less cool people. Is it going to be... <laughs> I want one so bad. Oh, my... So bad. Is it going to be like RCA Liras, Creative Nomads? <laughs> honestly, though, honestly. First-gen iPods? I mean, those are probably already first a gen Mondo iPods, I believe, item. are. Yeah, I think so. Um, like, what's a first-gen iPod worth? I got to know. I don't think RCA Liras are going to pop off. Um, I mean, look, Luke, wouldn't you have said the same thing about cassette tapes? I mean, yes. But that's a specific product. Wonder if I can. Hey, look at that! I can buy my oh. first MP3 player yeah. for not that much less than I paid for my first MP3 player. <laughs> Five gigabyte iPod first generation, two thousand one classic, working uh, is four hundred and forty two Canadian dollars with fourteen people watching the bid on eBay. I'm pretty sure I have like a and there are more expensive ones to be clear. Well, maybe you could be rich, Dan. Untested, $100. Basically selling me your e-waste. Yeah. Untested is such a load of bullshit. Tested not working is what that should say. Yeah. Freaking ridiculous. Oh, wow. Yeah. That wow. transparent firewire cable. Gnarly. Love it. New battery. Okay. Here's here's an interesting one. Sheesh. All right. Cool. Uh, 
going to going to mine. Uh, it's in GBP, so roughly a grand. Thirteen hundred and sixty Canadian dollars. That's about a grand US. It has offers. Okay, so it's not worth that much. Is this one in great condition or something? Very good condition is probably VGC, I guess. Yeah. Can I see the? No. Wild. Crazy, 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 crazy. There's lots at like a uh, at or around a thousand. I'm sure Dankpods would know much about this. Oh, apparently there's a pricing issue with the pins. Oh, oh, that's what we launched this week. This pin. Yeah, it's the like all the different flags pins. I didn't look. But <laughs> I don't know, Luke. Do you think I pay attention? Yeah, why is one of them seven? I literally talked about the golden keyboard pin at at length. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. I only sort of half listen. Oh, wait. It's fixed. Oh, wait. No, it is. It's $7. Yeah. Yeah, these are sick. Um, so, there's, yeah, there's one, one cent higher. You know what? I give in. We're going to charge more for our pins going forward. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> there. Fine. I give in. Pins have a value. You yeah. win. Yeah. People internally have been pushing me super hard. Like, super hard. Uh, Sarah was the one who worked on these, for those who are asking. All right. What are we supposed to do next? Let's figure it out. Oh, oh, bots. Bots are beating humans at CAPTCHA. So funny. This is great. The line, the line between the dumbest humans and the smartest AIs is, well, not a line. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a, a zone. Mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> New research indicates that many bots, we're not just talking like a bot from the researchers at who have supercomputer, whatever, at their disposal. Many bots have surpassed human beings at solving CAPTCHAs, both in terms of speed and accuracy. Uh, part of the issue is that CAPTCHAs have had a dual purpose, actually. It's a surprising number of people that I've talked to don't know this. Both serving as a deterrent to non-human traffic and training AIs. Yes. It's been that way since the beginning. So this has led to a feedback loop where CAPTCHAs have had to become more and more difficult in order to keep out bots to the point where they have started to exclude and to deter a significant number of human beings, especially the elderly and people with visual impairments or other disabilities. Um, Around 40% of the top 10,000 sites by traffic still use some form of CAPTCHA. There are some possible alternatives, though. Uh, Cloudflare's turnstile checks the telemetry and technical behavior of a browser for signs that it's being controlled by an automated program. And other systems look for behavioral signs that a, hu- that a user is non-human, such as completing a form inhumanely quickly, inhumanly quickly, not inhumanely, uh, or interacting with an invisible honeypot element that the bots can see but the humans can't. So, for example, I, I don't know, I guess you could have an image on the page that is... Hide, hide white it, or something or like hide that. Hide it under another one or something. Oh, like that. sure, yeah. Because yeah. if it's looking at it programmatically, like. Yeah. Okay, so what's your priority here? A captcha equivalent that can't be beat by bots, or one that is non-disruptive for human users. Are we all gonna just scan our eyeballs? <laughs> oh, eyeball token. Do you have a? I guess. Okay. Whatever we might think about Sam Altman and his endeavors and the issues with just sort of crypto bros running the world or whatever else, 
do you have a better solution than a cryptographic token tied to your identity? I'm trying to find. I, I, last I heard, Tim Berners Lee, um, Lee new company, maybe. Mm-hmm. I believe he's working on something. Yeah, Inrupt. No, I don't want fingerprint verification CH5609 because that can't be changed. Whereas at least with a cryptographic token, I could, if it, you know, leaks or something and I'm worried about identity theft, I could, I could re-roll. I could get a new one. I don't want biometric measures. Not really. That was always just a means to create a cryptographic token in well-implemented systems. Yeah, Burn I, your fingerprints off. Ah, uh, that's still you're the guy who doesn't have fingerprints. Not suspicious, <laughs> Dan. Do you have fingerprints, Dan? You're laughing awfully hard. I I, uh, I refuse to answer the question. Not at the rate he's typing right now. They <laughs> <laughs> hurt. Just burn them off. Um, I don't remember. Maybe it's not the Tim Berners Lee project. I'm I'm pretty sure there's a project out there that has a different solution for this where it's like a new way of handling identity online yeah um i I don't remember exactly how it works uh it might even be the tim berners lee thing i just don't have enough time to dive into it properly right now but i think in my opinion passwords are not really cutting it right now and i know there's pass keys someone in in full plane chat talked about pass keys i don't necessarily know that pass keys are going to be the end game. I think they're going to be the thing that we use for a while. I do think they're going to be a thing. Um, they're already a thing in in, in some situations. Um, but I, I think advanced solutions for handling identity on the internet are going to become a thing, and it's going to make this stuff irrelevant. Um, and I think it's coming a little bit too late, and I wish we started moving there sooner because, you know, if I'm not logged into my password manager and I go to log into something real simple that really doesn't need to be that secure, but I don't want to remember the password, so it's in my password manager. So I have to, you know, type in the password to the password manager and then get my 2FA for the password manager or my key or whatever else. And then I get that and then I have to find the record of the password and then I have to type it in again. And then I have to find the 2FA for now the actual service. And then I find that and then I type that in and then I'm finally in. It's like, oh my God, this is <laughs> so garbage. Uh, um, yeah. It is what it is. Moving on. Yeah, let's move on to dealing with the ownage, ponage, mm, how do you pronounce yeah. this, um, mouse, re- mouse video issue on Short Circuit this week. Um, earlier today, we removed a section from a Short Circuit unboxing of the ponage Stormbreaker that was inaccurate because the mouse comes with transparent plastic film um, on its feet that we didn't see. And when we were doing our testing of the feet, we didn't see it. So it's friction was uh, relatively high because that's not good. So our video contained the incorrect claim that the plastic wasn't there because despite reviewing the video footage, we still couldn't see the film until we looked much more closely. The bigger issue here is that our initial correction, which was posted, said, hey, no, it you know, is high friction and we did test it and there were no films on the feet. And we didn't do our due diligence to figure this out. I am extremely frustrated for a number of reasons by this. Um, first and foremost, that 
I first heard about this about two hours before the WAN show started in the social media summary that I get from our community coordinator. Uh, shout out our community coordinator for making sure I knew about this at all and had an opportunity to talk to people and figure out what went on. Um, and so all I really have to say about it, okay, and then the other thing I'm frustrated by is that, like, this sucks. This is, um, this is, this is not reflective of the quality of the coverage that we want to bring you guys. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm displeased for those two reasons. One, it's not good enough. And two, um, I shouldn't be finding out about a significant error in our coverage in a summary, um, that I'm not even like, like added on. So I just want to say, Hey, massive apology to ownage, um, ponage. I don't know, whatever. I've heard, it's I've with heard, a P. Yeah, but I've heard it pronounced both ways. Because the P is lead speak. It's a typo. That's yeah, the whole yeah, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But pure ponage back in the day it was, was pure ponage. What? Yeah. I thought it was pure ponage. No, it's pure ownage. Well, then it's an ownage. It's a typo. Yeah, because that's that's the that's the law. Is however they called it on pure ponage, in my opinion. But a lot of people, probably more people, pronounce it own, uh, ponage. Well, that's, uh, I mean, they can be wrong, like me. That's fine. So, yeah, mouse. the point is Stormbreaker Mouse. We can agree on that? Yeah. Okay, Stormbreaker Mouse. Uh, so, yeah, that's our bad. Um, Sorry, guys. We're figuring that out internally, how to do a better job of all of that stuff. We still have, obviously, a lot of processes to figure out when it comes to multiple teams working on things and communicating with each other. Um but there's really nothing to say other than, yeah, that sucks. Yep. Yeah. Our bad. I love how I'm not CEO anymore, but I still like get to be the punching bag. Um, well, that's a problem with content. Face. Go ahead, hit me. <laughs> why do you, why okay, I got you, another one why here are you from. Sticking uh, your lips out. Well, to be hit. So, this is so very that, interesting. So that my cheeks won't get, you know, more like mash and like, so stretch, them out, stretch them out. Hmm. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's next? More topics? Sponsorinos? We got about five minutes. So you're supposed to do sponsors. You could do another. W. Calderini says, I'm not a sycophant. I'm not sticking up for you when you're wrong. Pwned. <laughs> Um, uh, there's a topic we can probably go over relatively quickly before we do sponsors, sure. uh, which is titled in the doc as title. Um, no, nope, let's make them wait for it. Let's uh, do sponsors. Uh, Got him. Thank you to you Notion for sponsoring today's show. Notion recently launched Notion AI, a new tool that seamlessly integrates with Notion and understands the context of your work. Notion AI helps you work faster, write better, and accomplish tasks that would usually take hours in just seconds. Regardless of what you're working on, Notion AI allows you to skip to the most critical parts. For instance, Sven on the business team utilizes Notion AI to create more imaginative talking points and summarize lengthy meeting notes into a comprehensive list. This helps him save a ton of time so he can get to the deep work he's best at while leaving the rest to Notion. To use Notion AI, choose your text, click Ask AI, and see your productivity soar. Try Notion AI for free when you go to Notion.com WAN. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash WAN, to try out the incredible power of Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Try Notion AI for free right now at notion.com slash WAN. 
Thanks to Snooze for sponsoring today's show. Having trouble sleeping? Snooze makes sleep compact white noise machines aimed to improve your quality of sleep. Snooze delivers a consistent, natural, soothing sound of moving air without actually producing any airflow. They come in a variety of different models, like the Ultra Portable Snooze Go and the feature-rich Snooze Pro. With a 100-night happiness guarantee, why not give them a try? Ditcho's battery-draining, ad-cluttered, and far less effective mobile apps. Check out the Snooze Pro at lmg.gg snooze. That's lmg.gg s-n-o-o-z. Don't snooze on snooze. Thanks to Vistaprint for sponsoring today's show. Vistaprint is the go-to company for all of your personalized printing needs. Whether you're looking to design business cards, sports team t-shirts, or eye-catching tote bags, Vistaprint has everything you need to make a statement. Their online design tools make it easy to create custom designs, and their selection of high-quality materials and finishes ensures that your finished products will look professional and polished. Best of all, if you make an order and aren't happy with what you receive, send them an email and get a response back within 24 hours. All of their offerings are satisfaction guaranteed. So go to lmg.gg slash vistaprint today and start creating your own personalized products that are as fun and unique as you are. Oh, shoot. We didn't even talk about the lttstore.com deal of the week. Oh, crap. There was a whole bunch of stuff in here. Dan, why didn't you warn me? I did, Linus. You said, I know how to run my show. I th- I, that's actually, this actually literally happened. That Yeah. Hmm. Well, here's how I run my show. Boom, you're gone. <laughs> That's right. Brought he, him back. He, he has the full ability to Brought him back bring himself back. Just to get rid of him. I Watch think this. I'm going to do it again. I think he actually but has see, the full ability. see, he's crying now. Well, hold on. I've he, made him cry. Tears of pain. I was going to say, he can, he, can shut be, off, he can shut off your stream deck. Our, our duel will be to the pain. I can shut off his building access. To the pain? Our duel will be to the pain? To the pain. Is that a quote? What does that even mean? Hold on. I can, I can... I, I deleted, I deleted his producer cam button. My button's not here anymore. <laughs> oh, well, I can... There, I can make the show just me. Oh, no, he's still here. You have no power here. I, I should put that back. It's actually kind of important. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. It's from Princess Bride. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Linus I'm is a Princess Bride Always fan. making the Princess Bride movie. references. It really is. But can you really say that it's a great movie if you don't even know To the Pain? It's, I haven't watched it in a long time. <sighs> You've never watched Pirates of Silicon Valley, so I don't feel bad at all. Good night, Luke. Good work. <laughs> I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Uh, okay, I know that one. <laughs> yeah. It's That's not quite right either anyway, but it, well, does, it doesn't matter. He's not addressing Luke. The point is not to 50! I, I don't know. That line's always really stood out to me, too. Anyway, the point is, you can get a special discount for the WAN show this week. Buy any hoodie and get a free women's cropped sweatshirt. That's right. We're calling this one for, one for the missus. You can also buy any cool. sweatpants and get a free women's sweatpants. Just add both of them to your cart, and the women's gear will automatically be adjusted to... Zero dollar redos. Also, we have some items available on Amazon. If you like buying things from LTT store, yeah. but you don't like paying for shipping on Amazon.com. I don't know if they're on .ca. I'll have to get you guys to check that for me. But on Amazon.com, you can pick up the screwdriver. Linus Tech Tip screwdriver. Man, I love our product naming. Um, <laughs> I actually don't know what these other things are, so I guess we'll find out soon enough. Oh, seriously? We have the WAN hoodie. On Amazon now. You guys might have noticed, by the way, that they are more expensive on Amazon. 
that's because fulfillment on Amazon costs a lot these days. So yeah. Yeah, shipping isn't actually just free. And then we have a couple of our um, we have a couple of our more popular desk pad sizes. I made a joke to Nick before the show. Do you know the like um, this thing at home meme? Yeah, free no, shipping like, at home. No, it's no, it's like, oh. do you want LTT store? And mom's like, we have LTT store at home. And then it's just Amazon and it's LTT store at home. Yeah, worse LTT store. Yeah. But hey, you know, if you have like a corporate account at work or whatever, and that's the only place that you're allowed to buy stuff from, then, then you can get screwdrivers for your shop or hey, whatever else. Hey, now it's there. Freaking awesome. All right. Oh, apparently, whoa, apparently whoa. the LTT screwdriver is $230 on Amazon.ca. That's not right. No one's actually linking the actual, they're just. I don't think they're allowed to post links, Luke. We well, they're putting Amazon.ca. Oh, I guess that's. Oh, yeah, it is there. What the heck? Why can't I find it? I don't even see it. I searched for LTT screwdriver. It I seriously, it. Line, oh. We only have three photos? Oh, well, no. Okay, in fairness to the team, we do have some work to do on these listings. I just said, okay, oh, why don't we yeah, talk yeah. about them now? Nick Nick told me that for sure. Yeah, like they're, so they some of the copy. pictures. I didn't realize there was more pictures coming. I knew the copy was changing. Uh, like okay. the, about the item and some of the specs. And this stuff. price definitely needs to be fixed. That is not right. Maybe it's, is it two or something? Oh, wow, we have water bottles and stuff too. What is, what is this? Get this out of my way. I'm trying to shop. What is this? Linus Commands Line Mousepad. Yeah, yeah. No, but this is Linus Commands Line. Uh, are, you, are you sure it is? <laughs> Don't drink and root. Am I sure? Yes. Oh, wait. It does say, I could have sw Okay, in fairness to me, I was reading this what very, is, very is, small. What does the L stand I'm for? I'm reading it on a screen over there. What does the L stand for, Lance? Uh, L stands for narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> Bring you back just to get rid of you. Wait, did you move your spot? I'm so confused right now. No, you're always there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> what are we doing right I now? I don't know. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the Luke, what is this the show? Announcements. You're doing all the stuff that you know. forgot to do earlier. Yeah. Is there any more stuff we forgot to no, do? No, I think that's it. Okay. That's cool. Do I go back to the topic without a title? Oh, no. I wanted to talk about the, the topic with, uh, with links. YouTube bans links okay. and shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this YouTube, is... YouTube will be making links posted in shorts, comments, descriptions, and live feeds. May, what? In order... What? YouTube is no longer allowing links posted in shorts, comments, descriptions, and live feeds in order to protect users from malware, phishing, and other scams. YouTube says that they plan to give creators a new space on their channel profile to post important links insofar as they follow community guidelines. And I believe we've received some communication about this. Um, I don't know if there's, uh, if the screenshot that I saw is actually posted in any of the links that we have. So I think this might be some internal communication that we have. Uh, but it seems like they're actually planning on following up with that, like, pretty quickly. So there's going to be an official mechanism for having a link attached that the creator attaches as long as it follows certain guidelines. Uh, but yeah, YouTube says that the number of channels removed for impersonation increased by 35% in the first quarter of this year, while comments held back by YouTube's filter for potential spam and inappropriate comments increased by 200% since its strictness was increased in June. Um, 
JP also says, I can report that the Clips channel is still getting multiple profile pictures with butts in them every time we post a video. I mean, personally, kind of a fan. Why not? Why not have that? No, okay, they're bots. They're bots. Almost every darn time. I bet you that's true. I think there are I'm people sure there tacky are enough some, to have yeah. a, a nude butt in their There's got to be some of them. Yeah, but horny, it's, horny on main. Yeah, it's gonna be a yeah. bot most of the time. Um, this this move is likely to be an issue for small creators who make most of their money from revenue streams outside of YouTube, unless unless the link follows community guidelines. Like I'm sure if we had a link that was to LTT store, it would actually follow the guidelines. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think that there's um, there is. A little bit of context kind of missing here. So here's a, here's a Twitter thread that I thought was particularly instructive. Wait, why is Twitch? Why did I bring Twitch chat back? Why did I even do that? It's like a reflex. Whenever <laughs> I set up my screen, I just set up all my things. No, Twitch <laughs> chat, you're, you're done. You're done for the day. You're in timeout. Um, oh. So Hippio says, uh, YouTube is removing linking from shorts. This is a huge problem for tech YouTube and will kill many channels. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. Like, I think kill many channels is probably a little bit um, alarmist, but... Sorry, one sec. Can I interject? You sure can. It's actually somewhat important. These, what you're referring to the, as Linux is, in fact, GNU slash Linux or as... A, whatever. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the, the screwdriver on Amazon.ca is not uh, sold by us. Oh. Okay, it's well, sold that's by a, a third-party reseller called Poppy Store... Uh, even if you did want to buy it for $230, which you shouldn't, shouldn't. do, um, apparently there are issues where they're not necessarily getting fulfilled and stuff. So <laughs> Okay, so don't buy that one. It might literally just be a scam. So um, it, I, I thought it was more clear back in the day that it came from a reseller. It's like very small fine text under the add to cart on the right-hand side. So be careful about that. I don't shop on Amazon anymore, so I didn't know to look for that. But um, it was pointed out by Handyman and probably some other people as well in Philip my chat. Nick so. probably messaged me. Thank you for pointing that out. He did. <laughs> Good job, ah. Nick. Um, so, still no official response from Team YouTube and YouTube Liaison. The change needs to stop or be amended to allow verified creators to post links. Um, this is okay. This is literally the worst change ever. Uh, so um, Renee Ritchie, who former tech YouTuber, now YouTube liaison, basically replied saying, "Okay, been responding all day. Um, I've been a tech YouTuber since 2008. I feel this category acutely. I totally get that it complicates things for sponsors and affiliates, but it's also the same now as Instagram Reels and TikTok, and creators have been able to work on those platforms for years already. But here's the thing." Yeah, this is a really good point from Lon Seedman. Renee, oh, what happened to my laptop? Renee, how does equating YouTube to Reels and TikTok have any relevance to this discussion? I consider them subpar compared to YouTube, especially from a revenue perspective. That's the thing, YouTube. Hey, Lon's on Flipline, by the way. Oh, yeah. I actually, I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's the thing, YouTube. You can't just point at other crap platforms that have crap monetization policies for creators and say, well, that's how they do it. You guys are the leader in the space. It's on you guys to figure out a better path forward. What, what TikTok is now our shining example of how to engage with <laughs> yeah. the creator community? No. Yeah, really. You are supposed to be. 
You were the chosen one. Don't screw this up. Not being able to link on your content is bad. Alan Mandic says, TikTok and, TikTok and Instagram creators will tell you they want those platforms to be more like YouTube. Nobody wants it the other way around because what it does is it basically trashes the conversions and the effectiveness of your library of back catalog content. And that has been YouTube's message to creators over the years. I mean... I can't say decades yet because we're not quite there yet, but pretty much since the beginning, you know, decade and a half at this point, YouTube has said, yeah, YouTube has said, build evergreen content, make great evergreen content and viewers will come. And that's what we're doing. You can't, you can't rip away one of the tools that we have to monetize it. So yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree that this will suddenly kill channels, but then you know what? Before I, mm, before I triple down on saying something that's potentially wrong, I will have to admit that I don't know a ton about monetization in the shorts space. I do know that AdSense is not particularly significant. So yeah, maybe sponsors on those individual shorts are a huge part of how these folks keep their heads above water, in which case everything I just said times some multiplier of importance then. This is, this is a really bad thing. You can't be like TikTok and Instagram. If anything, I think that YouTube needs to adopt an even more permissive approach to linking for trusted accounts. Like, I know that this is not popular at YouTube. I, I actually, I get it. Having trusted accounts feels like all of a sudden they're the arbiters of, you know, what is truth. And I know there's a lot of sensitivity around that, even if at times they have taken a position like with, um, you know, moon landing or like flat earth conspiracy videos or whatever the case may be. But you can't tell me that some random just created account should have the right to post, you know, their telegram phone number in my comments. But I an established content creator with an account that's been on the platform for over 10 years with thousands and thousands of videos with literal billions of views shouldn't have a higher level of trust to the point where, no, I can just post a link. With that said, from a security standpoint, large accounts Get can breached. be hijacked, happens can be breached. all the time. Happens all the time. And so... We've got to look at this from YouTube's perspective as well. I just, I mean, I've run through what I think are a pretty solid set of mitigations that they could put in place for that. I don't know how much, if any of it has been implemented or is even being worked on at this time. It's not something that I've really had the time or wherewithal to follow up since then. Um, but I don't think, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't really think that's a valid excuse. Fix the account breaches. Because locking down our inability to, you know, link to LTX Expo in the description of a short, for example, where we announce LTX Expo, that that ain't that ain't the solution. Um, and I don't maybe allow it for accounts with advanced Google account security because that is a thing that you can turn on. Sure. Yeah, but but create a path, like create a, a valid a valid way to deal with this. Um. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I thought I kind of thought I, I think said some other things in the chat earlier, but maybe this is a bit off topic. But I think you should talk. check in on the pin sales. Um, you just take a little peep. Are people memeing? 
<laughs> help. Help me. You know what's really funny is I think it was last WAN show that I was talking about our independence as a media outlet and how powerful it is that I can just say buy screwdrivers and people will buy screwdrivers. I think what I'm discovering is the most powerful thing I can say is don't, don't. buy them. Yeah. Test post, please ignore. Most clicked right. on post ever. It's the same type of thing. Yeah, that's true. That's on the forum. That's actually a thing on the forum. Yeah. The, the traffic was wild. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No, I had a couple things in here. Um, Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. Aside from just being allowed to post links, I, I have an open case with YouTube right now over the way that creator comments on your own video are not elevated properly. So I sent them a screenshot showing how um, on the Quad FX video, um, the person who lent the board to us responded to some of the things in the video, some valid critique, some I don't agree with, or it didn't match our experience with the board or, you know, whatever else. Um, the point is that person posted a bunch of stuff, big block of text, had a bunch of upvotes and I responded to it in line, kind of responded to every, everything that was said on mobile. My response was not only below the fold but it was actually not visible. There was no see all button that was present so that I like, I thought my comment wasn't showing on my own channel. So I have to whip out my laptop. I'm like camping I pull up my laptop and go, okay. I've, Cause it's got, you know, a thousand upvotes or something like that. So I wanted to respond to it. So people were at least seeing that we're dealing with it. And no, I was below the fold. It, the, it was posted, but it was like way down. And I'm looking at it going, holy shit, you guys. Under my comment is, is just this barrage of comments from people who obviously had no awareness whatsoever that I responded to it. That's important. When there's, when there's something in the content that creates a really strong community reaction and the creator responds to it, that response needs to have visibility. You can't just bury it below the fold. And I've noticed a number of things like this. Um, for example, like when I heart a comment, that doesn't necessarily mean that it will get any kind of prominence. So, you know, if someone asks a question like, oh, did you guys, um, did you guys remember to turn off debounce? You know, say, for example, on the, um, the Filthy Frank, you know, mouse video. Um, no, we didn't. So then what, what I would like to be able to do is heart that question, heart my response to it, and make sure that as people scroll down into the comments... They see it for sure. Hope, ...thinking, oh, maybe you did... They will just see that. But it doesn't, it doesn't work. And you know what the really funny thing is about it? Is I will go on other creators' videos where it's like something really controversial or it's right after they did something really stupid and they're like kind of cancelled right now. And it'll all just be their hearted comments. Because... I know that creators use these tools to um, suppress backlash yeah, and criticism. Yeah. If you heart so many things, it just like like carpets the entire comment section. Yes. Yeah. So once again, I'm saying, look, I, I can see that obviously there is um, the potential for abuse with these tools, but I also need to be able to guide people to information. I mean, you took away my ability to annotate videos. I can't put a text box on something anymore that says, oh, hey, uh, just so you know, we did have debounce at the lowest setting. I can't do that anymore. So what am I supposed to do now then? I can't even 
I can't even make sure that if I respond to something, people have any hope of seeing it. Yeah. And I know this isn't quite the same thing, but it is along the same lines where I expect longtime creators to be able to build trust with the platform. That's what I'm asking for. Would you prefer another button? So you can have like a heart one, which maybe it boosts it a bit, but it's mostly a communication of like creator-like and another one where it's like, I'm pinning someone else's thing. That's tough because that's what heart is already supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> right? Yeah. And So you just want heart to work the way it's supposed to. Yeah, I just yeah. want heart to actually work. That would be great. Yeah, fair enough. Like, man, I had this one time we collaborated with someone and they left a comment. I hearted it. And... Nobody could see it. Pin, it didn't get like any upvotes. Can you pin? Because I know you can pin something. Well, we might have a sponsor and we might have an obligation to pin the sponsor. So you can only pin one thing? Yeah, you can only pin one thing. Got it. So it's, yeah, it's really, it's really frustrating. Um, yeah. And yeah, this, this creates attack vectors for bad actors. Not every creator even has your best interests at heart, right? Oh, like, oh man, yeah. I heard from a buddy, you know, um, you know, the, 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 the gambling, gambling expose creator. Yeah. Um, uh, their name is apparently pronounced Jeff. So, yeah, so that's a thing that I learned from their Twitter profile. I don't even think there was a J. It doesn't matter. Okay. There's no J in G-O-F-F either. Oh. Mind you. Oh, boy. We're going to get spicy. Are we? That's not Jeff. That's G-Off. G-Off. Sorry. I always say it G-Off in my head. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> 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 Anyway, um, oh shoot, what were we talking about? Oh crap, this is really bad. Guff. Anyway, I heard from Jeff. Um, right, 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 right. Um, and he was saying that uh, he wanted to clarify something because I had used the word I had used the word betting kind of interchangeably with gambling. Okay. And he's like, it's not betting because there's no, um, like there's there's no contest that you are ah putting money on you are just gambling I which is really yeah that so, makes sense so he drew a distinction yeah, and sure. he also wanted to flag that it's it's like a it's like a huge percentage of of creators that are participating in this stuff and like he's done some undercover you know oh you know what i finally signed into my twitter account on here so i actually have the dms right there uh okay so there was a couple of things that he wanted to clarify um one it's not betting but pure online slot games that we're talking, we're talking roulette, slots, stuff like that. The most addictive form of gambling. Oh, so this would be the differentiation with something like poker, Yeah, I'm assuming? And they promote it as a way to upgrade your skins, which is basically to get rich. Um, Two, YouTube is also plagued. The content creators, as you can imagine, um, they'll play and they'll promote it, but also directly in the in YouTube AdSense. The very video that he made exposing the issue had ads popping up for the websites he was attacking. And I wonder if CPM goes up for that. Which is wild. Um, because if that's in the financial bracket, your CPM is going to be cranked. And he's really frustrated because he says he's tried every possible way to get in touch with YouTube and... They're either he's either too small or they're will, willingly ignoring this. I've asked him to send me an email and I will escalate it to my contacts. It is against their t- TOS. Um, and so he says, uh, right now, 80 plus percent of the creators, some with two to three million subscribers, are uploading full videos dedicated to this stuff, um, like gambling a sponsored balance on slot games, etc. And they send everyone to join them. Uh, they use promo codes. Um, 
anyway, he's like real upset about this and should be because it's really crap in summary. So I just wanted to give you guys a, a little update from Jeff on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Yeah, I'm just looking at who you're responding to in uh, in Floatplane chat. Noki. Noki. One. Yeah, that looks really really familiar. I think I see. Yeah, it's from the it's the um, all the time. No, it's the timestamp guy. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, what's up, Noki? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I was like, I see this name all the time. Yeah, yeah. I know the profile pic. It's it's just it's, I have like a really visual yeah, kind of memory. It's the out of context thing. Yeah. Yeah, if you saw it in YouTube comments, oh, yeah, you'd no immediately, question. yeah. Even yeah. if it was like a different comment, I'm sure you'd Layers. get it Do we comp Noki's floatplane subscription? Well, I don't think so, which I I don't know if you saw that message. I didn't. I said, by the way, contact customer support and oh. screenshot this message. <laughs> okay, you're on floatplane. Yeah, because the second I saw him in here, I was like, holy crap, is Noki paying for floatplane? <laughs> like, that should not be a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, we got you. So, yeah, we'll handle that. No okay, problem. just making sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry, what, Dan? Merch messages, three of them. Oh, yeah, hit me. Three merch messages. Evening, gents. With the ever-growing responsibility of LTT size, what's a recent opportunity you took to be creative, even though it didn't make the most financial sense? Oh, the lab? <laughs> I mean, it's not really... It. Like, there's so many examples. Yeah, we do a lot of dumb stuff around here. Because we can. Um... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm still stuck in 2008. <laughs> Thanks Obama, your slogan. It's just <laughs> just plays over and over and over again in my head. Yes, we can. Yes, yeah. we can. Yes, we can. Yeah. No, you can't. Yes, we can. <laughs> we yeah, can do anything. Honestly, uh, a huge amount of this, I would even say is is like starting the company, I think was that effort. And yeah. then it just like worked out really well, but like Oh man, the uh, secret shopping our sponsors was a huge risk. What do we have to gain? Yeah, like f***ing nothing. Yeah, if anything, there's only a chance of bad. Yeah, I mean there there is the chance of of the perceived you know oh taking their sponsors to task or whatever else. But <laughs> the number of people in? that are just going to cynically say, oh, oh well, they, they this makes it worse or something. They only cherry pick like, them or yeah, whatever else. Or whatever. I mean, people yeah. did right. What yeah. what more can I say or do at this point? I feel like a lot of the criticism that we take oh. is because we're transparent. Hippiotech is in full plane chat. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. I just want to point out that YouTube is removing links and shorts to push their own shopping affiliate program and steal creator affiliate revenue. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about affiliate mm. programs in YouTube because this has been a, a this has been a, a bug in my bonnet for a long time. The correct way for YouTube to implement shopping would be for creators to be able to inject their own affiliate program links. But because of just, I don't know, some kind of Silicon Valley butthurt that exists between Google and Amazon, they pretty much don't allow the platforms to talk to each other. So there's no way to just have a convenient way that people can shop for the products that you're featuring in your video on Amazon. So I guess you guys are posting affiliate revenue under uh, or you're posting affiliate links under the videos and then you're relying on that affiliate revenue okay that makes that makes a ton of sense to me um yeah so if it helps at all 
I have not gotten anywhere with this either, man. Um, I, I have told them for years, you guys need to build a great platform that creators love to engage with. And then over the long term, I would love to see you build out Google Shopping or whatever else in such a way that it is that it is tightly integrated and doesn't take away from what creators are able to make on their own. But instead, they've just dragged butt, dragged butt, dragged butt, dragged butt, refused to implement something that's good and is purely beneficial to creators. And I can see now that they're just trying to cram their crappier solution down our throats. Um, I mean, it's always been like this. Every time they just take another inch, another inch, another inch. Did you know we used to be able to have branding all along the top and all down the side of our channel pages? I was trying to find this before uh, we talked about it today, but uh, do you remember when Ed did a really nice redesign for the Tech Quickie channel page Mm -hmm. that had like this really cool, like kind of flat, uh, but like colorful, like headphones and like tech parts and stuff like that. And you used to have like a little banner spot that we used to sell up at the top and you could actually click it. It could link somewhere. Um, I couldn't find it. It might've been deleted, um, which is a shame because I liked pulling that out every once in a while to see like, Hey, remember when YouTube channel pages used to look like this? Um, anyway, yeah, they, they took that away. Sorry. You just reminded me. Uh, one of the nights that I had all my developers here, some of the labs guys were asking about some of the like f- the the history of development on Flowplane, and we went down a pretty crazy rabbit hole because like AJ and I were both there, so <laughs> um, so we went down a pretty crazy rabbit hole, and I found um, you'll probably remember these. The the like, I think it was eighteen days in, video that I released internally. That was distributed through my YouTube channel as an unlisted video that we only distributed internally that showed you how to log in to the upload video dashboard and how to copy the embed code onto the forum. Like the, I, we found the video for that. And then the video that was, I think, less than a year later that shows floatplaneclub.com and it shows the upload process on there and then how you still, because floatplane.com wasn't out yet, copied the embed code from there and over to the forum but how improved that was and how it like brought over a download button and like all this other kind of stuff and that was a a trip i haven't seen those like since i made them and it showing the usability of the 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 forum and the the original transcoding backend site that we had and then the forum and the flow playing club site was was wild I have a bunch of screenshots. I've always been pretty screenshot heavy, but having the videos was very it's cool. It's kind of amazing the way the human brain just normalizes whatever's in front of it yep. and forgets that anything was ever any different. I have this problem with Jaden. So Jaden will, he does a lot of front end work for Flowplane. He does, he, well, right now he does all of it and he does the apps. Um, he'll show me something on like the beta site and I'll be like, look at this like cool new thing that I did. And I'll be like, It looks like, like, what do you mean? Like, what's different? And I have to get them to bring up the previous one. And I'm like, whoa, okay, the new one is awesome. <laughs> but it like, he, he keeps a lot of the design language, which just makes it a lot better. So it doesn't really look that different. And then you see the new one and it's like, oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was a bit of an aside, but it was, uh, it was a wild trip to, to go back and see those things. Hippiotech, if it helps at all, I know how you feel. I don't, um, I don't have a solution for you right now. He says, I've got over 200 shorts in my backlog that generate about 30% of my revenue. And with the change, all of that will be gone overnight. Like, I have actually been there um, when Amazon ripped away our affiliate program. That was exactly how I felt. And I, 
I hope you have the same outcome, but I have to tell you, I have pushing back on things like not just removing the dislike button from the public facing site, but the way that they've obfuscated access to like dislike ratio for mental health reasons from creators and stuff like that. They are, they're, they're not, they're not doing things based on what's good for the platform or what's logical or reasonable. Sometimes they're doing things based on, I don't know. I just, I just don't really know what to tell you. I mean, frankly, this move seems logical for the platform, but in like a really, um, like, like us first, um, forget about what the creators yeah. need yeah. kind of way. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, um, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, 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 yeah, it's, uh, it's a funny thing. I, I, I like, I finally, I finally learned how shorts YouTube actually makes money because I haven't been able to figure that out. Like we, I don't know if you guys noticed, we've basically stopped uploading shorts because as far as I could tell, it was a loss leader for us. Like we yeah. lost money on every single short we uploaded, every yeah. single one. And it just doesn't, it doesn't make any money. It monetizes at something like I think 1 40th the rate of VOD content per what, view. What if you just um, used a URL shortener? And, and then, then now I finally figured it out and YouTube's rug pulling it. I know this would not be as good, to be very clear before yeah. I say it. But what if you use a URL shortener and then just put it in the video? Well, remember when we used to, um, remember when we, oh, no, because people won't, people won't type something. Even asking people to scroll down and click something is an enormous burden. Your conversion rate goes down, like, exponentially for every user interaction Input. you're expecting. Yeah. yeah, it's just not possible. Remember we used to use a service that would, um, that would like, redirect people according to... Where they came, according to the Amazon store in their re Genius Link. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could see having a single link that, like, I don't know, you'd need, like, a browser extension that, like, checks the last video they watched. And then, like, if they click on the link on your channel, it sends them to, like, the oh. right thing for that. I, I don't, man, I don't even know. Whoa, yeah, that's, that's hard. That's tough. A QR code? Yeah, but a lot of people watch on their phone. So, like, what are they, how are they going to? Like, honestly, I can tell you guys, a QR code is like, eh, don't feel like it for me. Yeah. A lot of the time, unless it's like a menu at a restaurant or something. I'm like, I don't know, Bixby Vision or something. Like, what's the... Like, I... Oh, apparently, you might not even be able to have them in the videos anyways. I don't know. Rough. That's really <laughs> frustrating. Speaking of rough, topic You're... transition. No, we're merch messages. We still Never have mind. two more merch messages to get through. Hey, DLL, been a fan for five years now. I was wondering... Why only five? Yeah, honestly. Okay, well, we it. didn't do cool stuff before that. Work harder. Yeah. Disappointed. I was wondering if you this were put in charge of the distribution of the new federal internet infrastructure funding. How would you want to do it? What about rural? Sorry, what? You're put in charge of the distribution of new federal internet infrastructure oh. funding. What you doing? Wow, that's actually kind of a cool question. We're in charge. Man, rural's tough. Because it's like, from a, from a dollars and cents uh, uh, ROI standpoint, it's low. But from a, you know, democratic, developed country standpoint, it's necessary. People should have 
uh, a modern standard of living, whether they're in rural Nebraska or whether they're in, you know, urban L.A. or New York or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I don't think there's any question. In fact, the U.S. federal government even knows that and did give the telecoms money for that. They just just (laughs) blew it on like didn't do it hookers as far as we can tell. Yeah. Oh, wait, we found a loophole. (laughs) Let's just not. We don't have to. Screw it. Another one. Oh, he didn't really answer it. Um, yeah, rural. You have to. What choice do you have? Just, it's the right just, thing to do. Just focus on rural. That's probably an interesting idea, actually. Yeah, I like start. I, I, I don't want to be that guy. I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for this, but I honestly think most like suburban internet these days is like pretty darn good. 10 gig. I don't mm-hmm. think most of it's 10 gig. No, we've uh, we've talked about it. It's really regional, though. A lot of parts of the states are going to have their regional telecos yeah, that have a monopoly. In, ca- I'm thinking of this from... Yeah, but a... they use the word federal. We don't use oh. the word federal here. Yeah, fair enough. So I assume they meant America. Yeah. Actually, no, wait, wait, wait do we use federal? We do. Yeah, we do. Provincial Hold on. and federal. I thought we did have... I thought we had another word. I think we use federal, though. You might be right. I was pausing for a second because I was, I, was, I was thinking. I thought you might be right, but I don't think you're right. I think we use federal and provincial. Yep, you're right. I don't know why I had my wires crossed on that. Yeah. Anyways, so it uh, could be Canada. Okay, this next one's for Luke. Uh, what's up? What notes does Starfield need to hit for it to be a success for you? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I, I think I think there's like the things that I'm concerned about. So uh, a direction that Fallout 4 moved in, in my opinion, that was not good. Fallout 4 was still a good game, in my opinion. It just was overshadowed by all of its older brothers. Um, but a path that it went down that I did not like was that it was significantly more on rails um, than, than the previous games, in my opinion. Also, the like... A settlement is under attack was was far too much. Um, the thing that I like about Starfield is I think a lot of the exploratory stuff. There's a there's a Todd Howard conversation where he's talking about how like I think it's only ten percent of the planets are populated, but there's like some crazy amount of planets. So if they were all properly populated, that would be like kind of crazy and also not space like. So I, I, I like the idea of landing in desolation sometimes, knowing that you're going to do that, being potentially first boots on the ground, exploring a place, finding that maybe there are rich resources, but this is like a highly hazardous environment, which is why no one lives here. Um, but then fighting through the elements to set up some type of small operation so you can extract those resources, do whatever. Um, I want to feel like my small team and I are like kind of like extreme experts in whatever it is we're doing and we're cruising around doing cool stuff and i don't necessarily want to be super guided because whenever i feel super guided in uh, open world games like that i feel like they're bad (laughs) Um, so if if it if it makes me feel like any form of firefly type vibes it's gonna be awesome that's pretty much it i don't know hopefully that answers the question I just wanted to respond to something on the subreddit real quick here. 
I'm just trying to find it. Oh. Linus okay. should edit a video today. Uh, the social media team posted the last video that I did the editing for. Do you know? No. It was the Corsair tramp stamp logo thing. I like modded a keyboard to yeah, put yeah. a classic yeah. Corsair logo on my on my tramp stamp modded keyboard. Um, when was the last one I did? Was <laughs> longer ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the comments uh, was that uh, Linus should edit a video today to see if he can uphold the quality of today's video. No. No. Okay. Yep. <laughs> we can move on. There it is. Oh. Uh, is that up to date, Dan? Do you even it is. Even no, he, he, just, he just put that up there. I don't believe you. Lies. That's the face of a liar. Two unidentified men walked off with a pallet of boxes as vendors set come, up Is he for... actually going to come hit me? It seems possible. He, he picked up a big 40-ounce water bottle. I, I, or 64-ounce water bottle. Is he going to strike I, me with it? I thought for a second he was going to come try to beat you with your own merchandise that you can buy on LTTstore.com. So tell me something. <laughs> He's on your team. Yeah. Which side do if, you take? If he physically assaults yeah, yeah, you? Yeah, if, if he attacks me. Well, you're... No, you're not. Yeah, I'm not your boss. You own the company, though. I'm your boss's boss. Yeah. But I'm not your boss. But that's sort of how that works. Not really, though. I think so. I'm not it sure. it flows through. I don't know if that one does. I think it does. The owner of the company, mm -hmm. everyone is beholden to. But I'm also not the owner of the company. Okay. I'm I a shareholder. I stake. So I have actually spoken with Yvonne about that, and I basically said, look, that was stupid. Yeah, and it was. I will sign any document you put in front of me for whatever share you, you, say, you think is right. And I, I, hope, I am I now. She, I, I feel like she's not this type of person, but I would love if she took fifty-one percent. I am now. I am stating it publicly, so that you know, while no document actually exists, um, I have declared publicly my intent that she can have whatever whatever percentage of it that she wants. So, my my shareholder stake is now Schrodinger's shareholder stake. Well, no, it's not. It's 51% until a document shows up and you sign it. It's legally, yes. Literally just not true. Yeah, but legally, you know the cat's in there, and you should probably open it up and let it breathe. Okay. Because otherwise, that's animal cruelty. Yeah. Okay, so maybe you should stop abusing cats, and we should get this conversation I back on topic. I love how this analogy is just a dodge as hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyways. Good, he's back in his chair. He's not hitting me. <laughs> that's for I walked the, back in and yeah, I heard, uh, stop abusing cats. Off. I'm confused. Yeah, well, I would, I actually think that if you consider that statement to be a problem, then you're part of the problem. <laughs> he's trying to divert because he, he asked who I would like back up if you came and attacked him because you're my employee. And he yeah. didn't immediately say me. So I was upset. And and my I, feelings I, I were hurt. I pointed out, well, you're my boss, and then kind of corrected myself. And then I was like, wait, no, you still are because you own the company. He's like, I don't own the company. I'm a shareholder. I'm like, yeah, you're a 51% shareholder. I don't know why I'm recapping all of this. How would the uh, liability work? And then he's like, well, Yvonne can take it if she wants, but she hasn't yet. And so he was like, it's a Schrodinger's cat situation. I was like, no, it, it's not. I don't want to get blood on my LTTstore.com water bottle. That's my, per that's that's my problem. Point. It All would right. wash off very well. That's and right. honestly, they, they it probably wouldn't easily. even dent on his skull. It's, it's built I don't know. Very, he's got a pretty thick it's skull. It's built very well. <laughs>
Well, it was nice working with you both. Anywho. Two unidentified men walked off with a pallet of boxes as vendors set up for Gen Con in Indianapolis, resulting in the loss of $300,000 worth of Magic the Gathering cards. Uh, or potentially half of that if they open them, or significantly more if they get a rare card. Uh, it was initially unclear what was stolen, but local retailer and tabletop tournament organizer Pastime Comics and Games... Mm, Pastimes Comics and Games later confirmed that the stolen items were sealed Magic the Gathering sets. Despite the loss, Pastime Comics and Games hosted their scheduled events throughout the convention. Cool. That must have been pretty annoying. High-profile sales of rare magic cards have elevated the perceived value of trading cards, increasing the risk of theft. In May, a burglar uh, broke into a game shop in a suburb of Indiana and shoved $15,000 of magic cards into a pizza delivery bag. All right. Discussion question. Why have trading cards become so lucrative? What impact does that have on tabletop gaming? That's not what I want to talk about. All right. I want to talk about how difficult it is to manage security well at an oh, event like dude. this. I can totally get how this <sighs> happened. I thought about that. I thought about LTX while reading this the first time and this time. It's clear that there are some things that we're going to have to figure out for the next LTX if we don't want people walking off with a pallet of Magic the Gathering cards. Fortunately, <laughs> almost nothing we have at an event like LTX has this kind of value density. We would never have an entire yeah, pallet of laptops, an issue. Yeah. for example. So you would, but then I would also never expect a thief to just walk it. They don't even have, they don't even have hard hats and safety vests on. Like that's rule number one of not being questioned about anything yeah. is having a hard hat and a safety vest on and like a utility belt or something. No one's going to ask you anything. You just pick up a pallet jack and start moving things around. These guys just roll in with like, t-shirts and just freaking carry away a pallet of cards. what did they even put it in don't know freaking wild that's nuts that's pretty much all i had to say about that yeah trading cards becoming lucrative i have a theory on this actually mm. i think income inequality and cost of living and everything is so bad and people are seeing stuff like uh crypto and mm -hmm. all these other scenarios be like the only real like gamble literally everything you have completely broke or super rich is pretty much the only option well yeah the erosion of the middle class has been yeah. basically happening since uh, it's hard to say exactly when <coughs> sorry um and it's it's a huge problem it's one of those things it's yeah. like it's like when people ask me for my position on unions and like uh, overall pro-union did you see the ups yeah it's awesome outcome? that's outstanding yeah actually uh ooh. but i'm also anti running a company where people feel like they need one so if that makes me a monster then i don't know F you i, I will guess, i will but... say from what i've heard the negotiations that happened between yeah. the union and ups went over very well both I sides mean, were like Cool. Well, UPS has come out and been all like butthurt about it oh. after. They're like, this will make us less competitive or whatever. But realistically, they were saying that to their shareholders, which is true. Uh, you know, if they're paying more for labor, I mean, then, it is, you yeah. know, yeah, whatever. Um, but those salaries looking good, man. Yeah. They're looking real good. Yeah. And that's, and that's great. That's going to that's gonna push up yeah. the value of people. Because I'm mean, like, that's, <sighs> the term unskilled labor is just such a misnomer. It's very like douchey. Like, and it's just... no, 
driving a vehicle safely and making sure that packages are properly handled and and being highly efficient. We can have things. the debate another day about whether UPS, you know, gets your package there safely or whatever. Fine. But assuming that you are skilled, that's, I guess, my point, right? Is clearly you appreciate it when the job is done with a degree of skill, don't you? So then, no, as long as somebody with skill is doing it, there isn't unskilled labor. With that said, I mean, there's other areas where the fight is not going so well. I think that the actors and the writers are in deep trouble. I don't think they have a leg to stand on, uh, stand on in this negotiation. And uh, To be clear, I'm not saying that they're not right. Yeah. I'm just saying that they don't have a good negotiating position. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's going to come down to, to when they're sitting across the I, table from I, corporations that only care about money. I think a lot of people are going to end up mishearing that, even though I don't think you said it wrong. Again, he didn't say that he doesn't think they're right. It's just, it, it ties into a conversation we've had on WAN show before about how like movie profits have been tanking in a lot of realms. And TV. There's no money in TV anymore. And they're sitting there going, we want, we want more of the money from TV. And it's like, okay, well, good it's luck with that. Like See you later. It's all been like hyper, uh, hyper commoditized. Is that the right word? I would say, I don't know if that's right, quite the right term. I mean, just cord cutting yeah. has, has ripped and the money. And then the streaming services of... are way cheaper. Like, it's just... And then now there's a ton of competition in the streaming space. It's like, oof, I don't know. Studios are bad faith negotiating. I, we're not, we're not yeah. agreeing with the studios. Yeah, this, is, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I was pretty sure people were going to mishear this. We are not agreeing with the studios. We're just saying that they're going to have a, the, 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 the strikers in this situation are going to have a very hard time. We're not saying that that's a good. We're not saying that's the right thing. We're just acknowledging that they're going to have Luke, a Luke, you're going to keep reiterating things, but it doesn't matter how many times yeah. we say something or how clearly we state it. Uh, you know, even float plane chat, which is like our peeps. Linus, seriously, worker representation is the law for a company the size of yours in a lot of countries. Get off your high horse. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're yeah. just, you are, you are like, la, 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 la. I'm saying our goal is to run a company where people shouldn't need it. Yeah. That is a good thing. And if you disagree, I have no idea what to tell you. There's, there is literally no statement here of unions are bad. We're just saying we want to be so good. We want people to not, not need one. Yeah. It's just, bla it's actually black and white. Me say thing good. That's it. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. There is actually nothing I could do to prevent our staff from unionizing. Actually, for real. Like, we have way better worker protections than the states, for the most part. It does vary a lot from state to state. Um, I don't know. So far, success. Yeah. It's a good thing. Anyway. Ugh. Hit me, Dan. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh. There's something that I wanted to hit really quick just to make sure that people don't, like, crap on us for not talking about it. Intel, new vulnerability, bad. Performance, bad. Mm. Um, just wanted to make sure we talk about it so people don't say, well, they're your sponsor, so you didn't talk about it. We did. Just there, We didn't get a lot of interest in talking about Spectre and Meltdown endlessly back last yeah. time around. So yeah. there wasn't really a lot for us to say other than 
it impacted us quite a bit. That's bad. <laughs> on the like float plane server stuff side. Um, that's that's cool. I actually like that a lot. Um, I don't know if I should say it or not, but I'm going to anyways. Jaden Fullplane chat, which is one of my guys. I mentioned him earlier in the show. He does the, the front end stuff on Fullplane, does the apps. Said, as an employee, they do a good job at making me not need a union, which is cool. I like that because it makes me feel like we're doing a good job. Anyways, moving on. Is there anything else we really need to cover? We're still on two or three more topics, but... Uh, I've talked about this on the show before, but I'll jump into a topic here. AI can hear what you're typing. According to a new study, yeah. AI can identify keystrokes by sound alone with 95% accuracy over a cell phone and with 93% accuracy over a Zoom call. While technology like this has existed for some time, this kind of side channel attack could become more and more of a risk, especially for streamers, video call users, and people who work in public spaces like libraries. That's what pretty I'll wild. The add, Zoom one is kind of, yeah... Yeah, what, what I'll add is the last time that I brought this up, yeah. um, it was because someone had just made a website that you could go to and just basically like press play on and target an audio device at it and it could just do it for you. So the, the spooky part about this is you don't even need to be a script kitty. Yeah. It's literally just like using a dashboard. There is no technical expertise required at all. Um, and it is very important that, that uh, content creators, and, and really anyone, yeah, actually I should just say anyone, uh, you should be very wary about typing in your password um, in an observed state of any kind. I should say. Yep. Um, this specific AI also was largely unable to discern when the shift key is released, meaning that users can particularly protect themselves by using passwords with a combination of upper and lowercase letters as well as symbols. That's pretty cool. What's really wild is even if the accuracy is not that great, if they can target specific things like passwords, man, would that ever... Oh, we're actually working on a video on password cracking. So we have uh, what we call the Krakenator, which is a, a 6 by 4090 machine from Camino. And we are trying to break passwords um, using various cryptographic algorithms and uh, just kind of seeing, seeing how long it takes with what is, yes, expensive, but ultimately accessible commodity accessible. consumer hardware. And it's kind of scary so far. Oh, yeah. And if you could narrow it down a little bit, like if you could be 90% accurate with your keyboard listening, boy, would it ever be fast. You could also like, yeah, I'm, I'm, hmm. this is all public. I mean, you can use online services to get insanely more power than what you guys will have. Um, mm -hmm. It's more traceable that way. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you just have a GPU. If you just do it yourself. Yeah. And, a, and in a computer. That's the real, like, more stealthy way to do it. Yep. But it is a little bit more limited in, into what power most people are going to be able to uh, access in that way. But, yeah, totally a thing. Um, so, yeah, streamers, uh, I, I mean, everyone try to not enter passwords in an observed state, as I said previously. Um, but, but streamers, I would highly recommend, uh, if you do have to type in a password on stream, um, that you jump to another scene. Mm. Or or overlay some amount of audio that obfuscates it very heavily mm -hmm. or completely, like kill your kill your mic and play some music or or kill your mic and have the like game audio in the background still playing something like that. Yeah, um, I would highly highly recommend doing something like that. Yeah, there's also things that you can do like you can type a bit of it, use your mouse, erase some unknown amount of it, type over it. Like there's there's definitely things you can do, 
But the best thing that what I would do on stream is use a password manager with autofill, ideally. Um, that can also help protect you against keyloggers. But of course, password managers aren't perfect. Um, and you know, having one big key to the entire kingdom is yeah. not necessarily always better than a lot of smaller keys, though usually I would advise a password manager in general. It's generally better. Yeah. yeah. Bleh. When will AI be able to get the password from camera jiggle from typing, asks Jaden. I mean, if somebody wasn't working on it before, they definitely are now. Good idea, Jaden. Thanks is, for making the world a better place, buddy. That's actually a very interesting idea. Um, there's been a lot of crazy ones. Like, uh, There's ones that have used thermals. Yeah. Um, like there's there's some really 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 crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Camera go from typing. All is right. Genuinely, I think it might yeah. be time for Wan Show after dark. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Thanks for putting the card up. <laughs> we were, the we were, what? Whoa, the, whoa. Uh, what are you <gasps> doing? Oh no! Did that empty did the that, queue? Did that ruin it? Okay. Uh, are there do you that know many? That? Uh, there's there's a lot, dude. I really uh uh oh. Oh yeah, I mentioned it earlier, but I don't think you had time. Check the check the pin sales. What now? No, just check the pin oh, sales. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm looking. Oh, what the? Okay, sure, whatever. What? Hey, extra What's mention. What's going on? Hey, Thorum earned it if they still work with us after what happened during <laughs> yeah. their spot. Um. Wow. Yeah. Wait. People, you guys realize these things are in the bonus bin, right? You don't have to buy them. <laughs> You can just buy something else and then just get the pin in the bonus bin. We're making money on pins. And that's at like $7. All right. Oh, tech sacks are back in stock. Oh, no wonder people are buying so much stuff today. Okay. All right. Well, this explains a lot. I do wonder. So I, I absolutely think this is the right way to do it, to be clear, with the bonus bin being uh, minimized by default. Mm -hmm. But I, I do suspect a lot of people, like if they don't watch WAN, probably don't realize like how good the stuff in the bonus bin is. Our bonus bin stuff is freaking awesome. Yeah, it's insane. Our store is awesome. Like there's, there's <laughs> things in the bonus bin that an equivalent product from other stores I've seen at like $20 before. Yeah, and I know. just give it away for free. I know. So like, I, I think when people see like free complimentary gift, they assume it's just going to be trash. Yeah, here's like a here's a, a a nice business card with our business information on it. That here's you can a keep pamphlet in your of things that you could here's buy. A, here's a pen with my name on it. Yeah, like yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. I, yeah. No, our stickers are like awesome. Like actually, you know, designed by designers. Yeah. And like are good and stuff like often unique artwork which is really cool yeah all right hit me dan sure thing how have the rev uh how have the reviews you've done affected your relationship with your brand representatives are you able to maintain friendships and still be critical of products i mean i'm not really good at maintaining relationships in general <laughs> for real though like i um i it's really funny. Like I, I was joking with Taryn, our new CEO about it. And he's like, Oh, well you must know someone who could help with X. Like, do you have anyone in mind for like some position or something? I'm like, Taryn, you've known me for over 10 years. You know that I just don't really know people. <laughs> Cause 
<laughs> like it's it's a, it's a really funny thing. The number of YouTubers that I've met who are exactly like me. Introverts who didn't ask for any of this and who just happen to have hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands or millions or tens of millions of people who tune into what they have to say. It's, it's I don't seek out a ton of human interaction, to be perfectly honest with you. And like, it's one of the reasons that I think so many YouTubers are hesitant around building a company. Why so many of them, even when they're huge, run small one-man or one-woman shows because they don't want to deal with the with the awkwardness and the and the difficulty and the and the pain and the and the just the emotional toll that human interaction takes on your mind and your body. Like it's it's exhausting uh, compared to just sitting in front of my camera and like chatting with you people which you guys are great right like uh, i forget what the question was i'm sorry uh nope don't remember uh, i don't know if i can even help you with that dan sure doesn't remember did you did you already like push it to archive yes and then i answered like another 10 should be pushed to stream right no it was hiring something i think hiring someone nope i'm looking for it i'm so sorry <laughs> oh man this is ridiculous um oh boy no oh, oh wait forget it i give up cool oh brand relationships does it hurt brand relationships um yeah right yeah so because i because i find that to be pretty much the single most tedious part of all of this um like the handful of relationships in the industry that i've gone out of my way to maintain over the years um of them i've hired a couple uh but there's only like a few people that i that I know, and even them, I don't necessarily know really well. Like I, you know, I know, uh, like I know Roland and Jacob from Noctua, but Noctua is a brand that we've worked with tons, and they're also a brand that follows, you know, my ideals, my values. Um, if we were to criticize them, they would say, I, "I can actually, I can picture Jacob's face, and I can hear his voice." Mm, okay, well. I disagree, but you know, like that's, that's how it would go down. And though, like, those are the kinds of relationships that I don't mind putting work into because they have to understand what my job is. My job is to retain your trust. Everything else is secondary because if I don't do that, they don't want anything to do with me anyway. That was something that I really learned when I struck out on my own is everyone who you think is your friend in the industry is not your friend. They're your friend as long as you're in a position where they have to deal with you. As soon as someone oh, yeah. moves on to another company or they move to a different part of the company where you're no longer their client or no longer their brand representative or whatever else, that's it. That It's over. And they're, you know, they're industry associates and there are exceptions. There are people with whom I have maintained at least somewhat of a relationship um, since that time. Like 
you know, Taryn, our new CEO, would be an example of that. But I mean, even then, I guess I had an ulterior motive. I wanted to hire you him. Wanted to hire him eventually. Like, I, I, I don't know. I like. I I was. Am friends I a sociopath? With, Maybe. I was friends with a uh, with a uh, agent. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Laura. She used to do a lot of our Intel stuff. Laura. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah Laura. We were cool, and we're still cool. Yeah. Okay. I still talk to her every once in a while. Like that's pretty much the only one that's retained to be honest uh, there was a bunch of people that i was friends with from one particular company and then i released a very negative review and then they were all instantaneously no longer friends with me so that one all right. that one hit but it was kind of like that's basically how i reacted yeah, it's just well, like i'm not gonna change if we're not actually friends yeah and if we were then you would take it on the chin and you would try and do better because you understand that I'm just doing my job. And if I screwed up and you called me out on it, which is highly possible, yeah. then I would do the same. But because you didn't, it's just like, okay, I guess it's time to move on. But it's also not going to influence how we create content at all. So like, if, if you think that's going to happen, like then uh, this was never going to work in the first the place. The second that you guys don't care what I have to say, none of them it's want done. anything to do with me anyway. The game's over. Yeah, actual boss. Yeah. I, I talk about that internally a lot. Like I had someone, true. there was an email thread going back and forth where someone internally said, look, I don't understand your expectations and I don't really know how to fulfill them. I'm sitting here going, this is not my expectations. This is the audience's expectations. I'm just a conduit for it. I'm just, I'm just telling you. And that's the truth. That's not some kind of, you know, corporate mumbo jumbo BS speak about, you know, how we can align our values and synergies. That's just how it actually works. You pay the bills, not me. Every dollar I have is because you guys watched a video or bought something on LTT store. Every single one. Or subscribed on full point. Yes. It's a form of watching a video. It's fine. Yes, I yeah. think I had it covered. Thank yep. you, Luke. I just, you know, I had to rep the brand. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I got to be honest with you. I've thought about sometimes, would you and I actually stay friends if we didn't see each other every day? Because I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but you and I are both highly influenced by what is convenient and in front of us in our lives. Oh, this that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> we I know. It's like, it's just, yeah. Like, I feel like... Our broship was sort of inevitable based on proximity. And I do wonder sometimes if the proximity was lower, would we drift? And it made me think about how you've talked about how like you would just, you know, work here because you enjoy working with me. And I wouldn't have gonna, that we're luxury. Gonna, we're going to gonna make, have, we're going to have one of those conversations. Well, no, I wouldn't have the luxury to make that choice because if you weren't here i can't leave oh yeah yeah do you see what i mean yeah and it, i i don't know it just made me kind of like sad because obviously it's like theoretically preventable but as it is now you know i feel like i don't know i feel like you and i are sort of very traditionally male in that like you know career is immovable you know the wan show is immovable because like it's it's work and it's like for the community and it's it's to support each other and yeah. you know Dan and the rest of the team and like like it's all about like let's go you know if we had a scheduled hangout that wasn't the WAN show that wasn't work what percentage of the oh, time would we bail on we'd it we'd fail it very often to be fair I think the right? vast majority like I, of it would be you <laughs> <sighs> yes. <laughs> 
but but I, I would have but, some in there. But you're also assuming that whatever you're burying yourself in isn't all encompassing. That's right? true. Like I That's could see true. you. I could That's see true. you being that guy. That's true. Because I I feel like if you were to if you were to I branch out it. on your own, there was a thing. Yeah, you, you might even remember it. It was probably about a year ago at this point. Yeah. But I took a week off work and just like disappeared because I had some important stuff to do. Yeah. We talked about it out front. I don't yeah. know if you still remember. Yeah. Um, and I disappeared off the face of the planet. Yeah. For a you week. had a, you, you were work, you were doing stuff. Yeah. And that stuff was important. Yeah. And I feel like you are at a stage in your life with resources that you have that if you fragmented off, you would be doing something important. You would find a mission and you would you would make a go of it. And so I just, I don't know. It was something that I just was thinking about. Now it's off my chest. I think we still would. I hope so. I think we still would. I think it would be, you said traditionally male earlier. So I'm going to throw this in there too. I think it wouldn't be surprising if it was like once a year. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that we would both go out of our way to make at least that happen. It is a little sad. I wouldn't want it to be once a year. That's not enough. You know, like it's, it's one of those things where like I, I can picture it, right? Like I have a buddy from high school who's like this, where we don't see each other nearly enough. I'm talking years in between. Just, I think I even know who this is. Yeah. And every time we even just, every time we even just message, I feel sad because I'm like, we haven't missed a beat. I, okay, and so, so why aren't we investing in this regularly? I, I think especially with us too, it would be one of those things where we would probably communicate often. Yeah, maybe. Because we actually message each other pretty often about not like work-related things. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I think we would communicate decently often. But I, I think both of us finding the time to like hang out would be pretty tough. But I do think it would happen. I just think it would be hard. There's even stuff like somewhat recently I saw you load up Halo Infinite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like really tired and like already going to bed. I couldn't sleep probably. Probably. Like that's, I'll, I'll load it up and I'll play. But, and I, I won't message at those times because I know I'm only going to play like one round. Yeah. And, but I, but I saw you jump in and I was like, man, we haven't gamed in a while. I was like, I'm sure he'd be down, but like. Damn, I'm tired. Yeah. I really need to go to bed. Yeah. And, and checked out. During like awake time, I find very little time to game. I've actually, yeah. I've gotten into a game recently, which has been nice. I, I gamed almost not at all for almost the entire last six months. I've like, I mean, you know. Yeah. Because I don't, I, I'm stupid and I don't go into like offline mode on Steam. So anytime <laughs> I game, it's like. Ba-boom. I see. I even know, I don't know the name of it right now, but I, I clicked on it and did a little bit of looking into it because I noticed that you started playing a new game. Yeah, I'm playing Chain Echoes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so far. And it was so stereotypical that that was the game you were into. <laughs> I definitely have some gripes about it, but I am really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I've, I have had that on my list for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. I think we've been through way too much yeah to like not stay connected to a certain degree but like okay okay fine Uh, apparently we're never going to move on from this merch message because counterpoint you know look at look at the divorce rate you think those people didn't go through stuff and relationships break down like i think we've been through our relationship tests though yeah like actually (laughs) Yeah, we've definitely had opportunities to say, you know what, f*** it, this isn't worth it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Some heavy ones, too. So, like, I don't know, dude. 
I think it would be fine. I think it would just be because we're busy. I think we would make time. I don't know how often. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I do worry it wouldn't be a lot. I don't think it would be a ton. Like, I, I almost Even never... Even right now, it's not a ton. Yeah, I almost never interact <laughs> with people socially. Like, almost not at all. Although, although, we're having a pool party. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the RSVP list, right? I... You f- better be well i'll be there but i don't yeah. know if did an email even go out i don't know yeah really, so, luke you just show up yeah how I'll am i supposed up. to know how many burger patties to have you ever think of that just do you ever just... think of people <laughs> <laughs> he makes pretty good burgers i actually do want one of the burgers you know i've been i've been so i've been trying to i'm off topic of this but it's fine i've been uh trying to lose some weight yeah so i've been paying attention when i eat we had a company dinner and I literally thought about just like bringing one of my own. And I was like pretty close. And then I, I don't remember if I did select something to get or not, but I if I did, I had I had gone in and figured out the like values for it and stuff. Yeah, all the calories. And then the option was posted of like or a Linus burger. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We ordered we uh we we ordered takeout. Yeah. For we were doing uh, like an executive evening we try to do them like once every quarter or so just usually about that yeah yeah. talk about stuff you know away from prying eyes and just kind of you know sometimes we hang out more sometimes we talk business more mostly we talk business more i want to get out of that habit i want to try to get in the habit of doing like the staff meeting thing regularly and turning those hangouts into more hangouts but i haven't talked to anyone else about that yet and i'm not in charge anymore so but that's what i would like to do i'd like to for it to be more of just like hangout you could make the staff meetings be i can't do anything but sure you can though i i can i can provide my input yeah but i but i shouldn't that's the thing i agree that's what i'm but i'm trying to break this habit what you totally could do i think we should no no i actually don't want to do that anymore what you totally could do is you could turn the quarterly ones into events that are ran by the company owners yeah well they i mean aren't they already we i think we pay for it's food. usually at your house yeah it's like at our house a yeah. lot of the time yeah. i don't know yeah. what's the difference yeah <laughs> i should start a ghost kitchen says float plane chat oh good anyways i don't think it would be that bad i think it would be okay i do think the hangout frequency would probably be troubled but maybe once your kids were older it wouldn't be as bad because linus is trying to be the like i'm a good dad guy so he hangs out with his kids a lot which is great I'm not dissing that at all, but that takes up a lot of your time when you have three kids. Yeah. So it doesn't leave a ton of time. You were talking about like, I game in the shouldn't be awake hours. Yeah, because you're probably busy with your kids. I, 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 I try to be. I'm not always, I'm not always good about it. Um, I'm also, I've turned into kind of a neat freak. So I, I heard spend, you say the other day that you really enjoy tidying and I was like. I don't, I enjoy the organization okay. of things. I, I have just. I, fe- I have a theory as to why. I've spent so much of the last 10 years of my life in complete and utter chaos that is outside of my own control that it's like, it's something that I can. Just knowing where something is it, it is like an endorphin rush now. Like it's. I, like, I feel like I'm right about my theory. Okay. I have what's a your theory, theory as to why. You noticed that some certain things at work, being in the chaotic state that they are, yeah. are an efficiency problem and are therefore tuning yourself 
to solve said problem. I mean, and maybe. it's leaking into other parts of your life. Yeah, yeah, that could be true. I mean, it drives me absolutely. <laughs> the second you said in whatever, I don't remember when we were conversating, but it, you mentioned I really enjoyed tidying. <laughs> I love your words. You <laughs> I enjoyed tidying, and I was like, no. That's like, I guarantee this is like a, a mechanism where he had to solve some problem and he has therefore like changed his personality so that he can fix it better. Like the, I am, I am convinced. I wasn't this. born this way. No. I will say that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like people changed whatever, but like. No, I, I wasn't born this way. I feel like this is an. an it's a coping or yeah. like it's, it's something. Yeah. It, yeah. It, no, I, I'm not going to deny that. It's, it's, it's been really hard living in constant construction. Yes. Because when you're in construction, everything is temporary. The position of that shelf is temporary. The bin where you store keyboards is temporary. Um, the place where you hang, where you put your pictures before you have a wall to put them on is temporary. And so for the last 10 years, like most of my life has been temporary. And so there's something satisfying about taking something, putting a label on it, putting it in a place and having that be the place where I no longer need to think about what temporary place it is anymore. Mm -hmm. That's where it lives. Uh, like I, I, I use my perfectly organized garage an embarrassingly small amount. I, I do use it. I carpeted a cat tree last weekend with the boy. Cool. Um, so he, you have two now? he learned how to, yeah, we, Oh no, no, just, uh, so I've done three total now, the big oh. one that you know of. Yeah. And then I just did, I just carpeted like two little ones. So they're just like uh, a few feet long, about a foot wide. They have like two pillars, and then there's like a base. Just you know, just little things they can to mess jump on. on. Yeah, because they they kind of scratch up just like random corners. So we're trying to put something they're supposed to scratch uh, in all those places. So yeah. yeah, so my goal is to do like tons of them and just just little ones, not not huge, small projects, right? Um, so I I finally did a couple. Um, uh, finally did a couple. Yeah, so I so we carpeted one with the boy. He learned how to use a staple gun. Cool. Uh, which sometimes I'm not sure about that boy. When I was his age, man, someone handed me a staple gun. He's like all tentative about it and stuff. I guess that just means I'm a terrible father and he hasn't had enough time playing with staple guns yet. I taught him how to use um, drill. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, he he got to use the drill some more. He he uh, he got to. Did he still know how to use it? Learn how to use a staple gun. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That's oh cool. no, he's used it other than that oh, since okay. then as well. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, we had we had some we had some fun with that, uh, but I haven't done nearly enough with it. I'm trying to fix my old Galaxian, um, oh, Midway, I think is the brand. Anyway, it's a little like tabletop arcade game thing, and it was working perfectly other than the battery cover didn't hold the batteries in enough, or so I thought. And then things got really weird because I 3D printed a battery cover, I put the batteries in, and it wasn't working. And then I like held the battery cover in more, and then it was working, and then. I was like, okay, well, maybe if I just jam something into here and it will hold the batteries in place better. And I took it out and I like held the batteries with my hand and then it stopped working and then stopped working like at all with no matter what I did with it. And then I like took it apart and was trying to figure, cause, oh, right. The reason I was going to take it apart in the first place, the reason I even like started looking at it again was cause, okay, I've got the battery cover now. I can fix the contact on this fire button. And then before I even got to opening it, it like stopped working altogether. So then I opened it. And was like, okay, well, I can see how to fix this fire button. It's just a simple metal thing that comes down and bridges a contact on the PCB. It's from 1982 or 1984 or something like that. It's really simple. Um, and then it came to life again after I had, like, desoldered and resoldered the thing and, like, cleaned it a bit. And then I was like, oh, okay. And the battery 
pushing thing was doing something, and then I took it out, and then I put it back in, and now it's completely dead again. So I got some contact cleaner from Dan, and I'm going to, like, clean it. So those are the two things I have done in my stupid, perfectly organized workshop. Oh, and I caught some mice. I had, I, I had mice in my garage, and I was legit excited because mice are the best cat television ever. <laughs> now, I swear to you, two of the cats did not move. <laughs> from that corner. I don't think they left to eat, pee, drink, nothing. I, I swear to you, they didn't move the first night when I brought the aquarium in with the mice in it. So I caught a few mice because um, I couldn't figure out what the heck they were eating, but I was seeing mouse poop, so they were clearly there. And then I finally figured it out. I came down and I heard one jump from like a high up shelf. They got into the grass seed. Oh. I didn't even know they ate grass seed. So I put out yeah, live traps and I caught three of sense. them and the cats are stoked. See, I could buy mice at the pet store for cat TV, but they're boring. They're feeder mice. So they're fat and they're slow and they're not interesting for the cats to watch. But the wild ones here, man, those things will jump like 15 inches. They, they run around all over. They have so much energy. They're little, they're little balls of energy. Um, and they're, they're so engaging for the cats to just look at and like watch them move around and stuff like that. And, uh, but you're not allowed, you, you can't carry them at the pet stores because in BC we have a law that says that you're not allowed to buy or sell domestic species. Oh. So that's why you can't, well, okay. That's one of the reasons you can't buy a raccoon, for example. Um, but it's also the reason that you can't own a robin as a pet. Right. Why not? Yeah. You could if you didn't live in BC. Like, if you really wanted to. It's kind of random, yeah. Yeah, so, so, why, so, so these voles is what they're actually called, or field mice. Uh, you're not allowed to have them as pets, technically. Like, whatever, f*** you. I'll keep a vole in a cage if I feel like it. Um, so, yeah, so I've got voles now. That, that was the other thing that happened in my garage recently that I'm very excited about. I also, okay, I have, I have one more theory to the hangout thing. There are ways to acquire raccoons, I hear. Yeah, you can just take them from the park. They're free. I have dozens at home. <laughs> Sorry, what is that? Ducks? Is ducks, yeah. yeah, ducks. yeah. Uh, I have one more theory on the hangout thing. Yes. I suspect we would do so more, even if the busy level was the same, if, say, this is, like, way advanced in the future and we're, like, retired. I think we would do oh, it more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because a bunch of our hangouts... We'll have a plan for something, and then one of us will get the idea that it could be for a video. Mm. And then it happens way the hell later. That's true. Like, I think you had the idea, probably just trying to support me on the weight loss journey, but you had the idea to come to the gym with me. I think it's been basically a year because mm. it, it keeps getting pushed back because we have to align too many different schedules. I also did just want to learn. And, and then and then I had the idea of like, oh, well, the new badminton center might have, maybe we'll have a gym. So we might as well just do it there because that would be better. So now it's pushed back even That's more. That's been delayed. Yeah. Do you know about, have you heard about the load bearing stuff or anything? Oh. Oh, I no. know the whole project has been delayed. Uh, yeah, the project is super delayed. Yeah, I've heard about that. Like, you know that there isn't even anyone in charge of it now, right? Yes. Cool. No, I've heard, I, I've been informed neat. Vaughn is good about the communications. I've been asked, don't mice carry diseases? Probably. They are... They're not going in the... In an yeah. aquarium. Yeah. Not completely sealed, but nobody will touch them. Yeah. Their kids aren't allowed to touch them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, th I think that's a bit of a barrier. Anyways. Next Plasmator says, at Luke, looking good, by the way. We noticed. Thanks, man. I got work to do, but it's coming along. All right, good. hit me, Dan. 
With Steam entering the console market, what is going to happen with third-party launchers? Microsoft and Sony would never allow it. EA and Ubisoft are always broken. Time to hit the seven Cs? No, if anything, I would say that, um, well, first of all, you can launch Ubi and EA games through Steam as non-Steam games. So, um, actually, I'm not quite sure what your question is. I don't think the major game publishers are ever going to stop wanting to have their own stores so that if they can, they can avoid the 30% Steam tax. Um, but And I don't think that Valve's fundamental philosophy of competing on the merit of Steam rather than by you know signing exclusive deals or whatever else is going to change at least as long as Mr. Gabe Newell's in charge. And he does still seem to be very much in charge at least of the sort of general direction that the company flounders about in. Um, <laughs> That's a good way to say it. As for time to hit the seven C's, I mean, I'm, you know, I, my, my position on piracy is pretty consistent. Um, you know, I, I've definitely engaged in what I consider to be ethical piracy. You know, I have no problem downloading a game if I own the cartridge for it, like f off none of your business if i play tears of the kingdom on a switch or on a pc if i gave you my 70 dollars or 80 90 canadian rubles or whatever it works out to um and i just you know it's the kind of thing where you've just got to consider that if this is content you enjoy be it a game or tv show movie music whatever else if it's something that you enjoy and you ever want there to be more of it you just have to understand the impact that what you're doing has on that particular industry just you know consider it Linus, you've acknowledged that WAN show viewers are some of LTT's loyalist fans. Why can't you respect us, or Dan, or Luke's time enough to prioritize starting the WAN show closer to schedule? Okay, who curated this? Oh, it was not me. <laughs> well, I figured that it would probably warrant some explanation, because nobody seems oh. to understand why we're late all the time. Uh, Luke and I don't care, yeah. for the record. But no, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm just teasing. I'm okay. not actually upset. You actually seem okay, to good. actually be worried that I'm upset. See, I've I keep running into this, Luke. Am I actually a good actor? We had no. Seriously, we had this conversation earlier today. Okay, I'm gonna sh I'm gonna show you guys something. I'm gonna show you guys something. Okay, you're not gonna be able to see it for sh but whatever. We're gonna we're gonna try. Okay, we're going to the Linus cam. I'm bringing up this. Hold on. Where's my Where's my Trello notifications? I think I may actually be a skilled actor. <laughs> Float playing chat is like, no. <laughs> I know, I know, but how can I avoid this conclusion, Luke? Linus, Linus won't let me play the straight man when I want to. It's it's difficult. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay. So here, 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 here. Okay, this is the intro for one of our upcoming AMD These videos. $5,000 AMD Ultimate Tech Upgrades have gotten a little out of hand lately. And I was assured that today, our editor and meme lord extraordinaire, Alex, is just getting a simple workstation upgrade to the fastest CPU money can buy, the Ryzen 9 7950X3D. Yay. What is that? Trouble. I'm organizing this and this? I'm supposed to wall mount the TV? Two TVs? There's a projector in the ceiling now. This is an unconventional component, but at least it might come in handy. It's electric. Oh, I guess that was the point of the upgrade.
my own production manager, former chief editor, Ed Zliago, asks me after we watch that, we call them appetizers, so like the, the intro of the video, asks me after that, didn't you know it was electric? I'm like, yes, of course I knew. Do you have any idea how many ducks I need to align for that gag? That That's the punchline of the whole intro is that we go through this whole thing where I, you know, there's all these things that I've got to do and I'm overwhelmed and you know what? Forget it. I might just end it. Nope. I can't even do that because it's not even a gas oven. My theory is that Life yes. is so absurd that no one can really tell anymore. Yeah, no one can okay. really tell if things are yeah, sarcastic or not fair. because there's probably an example where someone said that thing without being sarcastic. Yeah. I, I thought our thing was <laughs> you come at me and be angry and I defend myself and then you continue to be more angry and it just like escalates. You know, there was that guy, might have been itchy and scratchy, bigger, bigger missile, bigger missile, bigger missile. It just gets more and more absurd. I thought that's kind of the thing that, that we did. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I like playing the straight man and you got you to gotta bounce off of that. What does that mean? Why is it straight man? Well, because everybody's being silly, and the other guy's like, sit down and up straight, and it's all proper, and like... Yeah. Seems like a weird phrase. No, it's it just, it's uh, like a like straight, straight talker, you know? Yeah, so it's very dated. Yeah, not like not gay. Like, I knew he didn't mean that, oh. but I was like... Yeah, that's just like, it's that's never what it meant, though. Okay. It yeah, just yeah. meant like more like, you know, square, you know, like okay. just, yeah. yeah. yeah I thought it might have... Yeah, straight-faced, you know. yeah. That's, yeah. Um, anyway, so... Um, my own, my own production manager couldn't tell, and he knows, he knows how much work it is to get that shot. He knows that Alex is perfectly positioned to be exactly in the frame at exactly the right moment to lean down and say, it's electric. I wrote maybe, the joke. Maybe Ed should be proud because he's a production manager, right? Is that correct? Yeah. And his team's doing such a good job that they even fooled him. I guess so. What what was the what was the thing that some moment. What was the thing that led us to this with my acting being too good? Oh, did Dan think I was actually mad? Oh, I think that was it. What was the But Dan, message, did you though? think I was actually mad? Uh, no, I wanted to give a reasonable explanation. Okay, because, so then yeah, I so can't even is, tell. This is the good actor. This is the problem is that like you know, we have the Linus on camera who is on camera and then we have Linus who is like a person. Uh, I think I've talked about this before. Probably in a video you're not allowed to see. Ah, oh, that makes and, sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to, like, pull back the veil too much. There's, yeah. There, but there's it also, is late, and it's WAN show. There's also so. sometimes playing into it. I don't think this applies in the Ed situation. But sometimes no, playing into it is, is more fun. My favorite thing is to pretend to not know stuff. And and just be You're dumb. sure your name is Dan and not Dad? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because that is my that is my stepdad's favorite game in the world. And what makes it really challenging is that sometimes he actually didn't know. And I think he plays that game so that he can have plausible deniability when he didn't know for real. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes he's actually shockingly wrong about things. Yeah. It's like, no, I, really, noticed... you were taking actions in your life that like have significant impact that are based on of a misunderstanding i've noticed it tends to be a tactic of people that want to appear more intelligent than they are that's the thing is he's actually super smart 
okay. from like an IQ standpoint. I, I'm not saying always. And it's like three degrees or something stupid like that. And like won a free ride to whatever university felt like, like back in the day. And that was when he'd only been in the country for like six years or something like that. Wow. Like, like barely spoke the language. Like the guy's, the guy's super yeah. smart. But in one of those super smart kind of like, I have overlooked this entire 30% of everything. Right. Um, like really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of, kind of too smart sometimes. Um, almost, I, 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 sometimes I feel like really smart people come to the solution so quickly that they get accustomed to coming to solutions really quickly and will sometimes, um, have a hard time even understanding why anyone else is still thinking about a problem. And the solution that they come to is not always exactly right because there may be other perspectives. Um, yeah. It's definitely something that I've encountered. Overconfidence. I am. I'd be really curious to know if I'm actually that smart because I don't think so. I think I just have ADHD in a really like useful way. Egregious issues with like all of the ways that you can measure that type of stuff. So oh, a hundred percent. Ever know a hundred percent. Like I don't. I don't. I'm not convinced that it's that meaningful a number at all. Actually, um, someone in my family was actually recently. Uh, classified as like gifted um, and I'm kind of looking at it going what difference does this make and we ended up having a conversation about like well what does this mean it sure as heck doesn't mean that you don't have to work hard if anything it means that you know you might feel more pressure or you probably should feel more pressure to to try to try to make something something of it but don't expect that this is a free ride if anything i've seen time and time again that people for whom everything is easy get accustomed to not trying hard there's also like the i was like that everyone tells you you're gifted and special and that just like tanks your potential realistically because you're you're so freaked out about needing to be that way all the time um that like you just get stuck and you land an indecision. I don't, there's a, there's a quote, I don't remember who it's from, um, but it talks about how like there's, there's endless seas of people that have tons of potential and there's a relatively small amount of people that actually do things and the overlap of those two is not always constant. Like the people that are going to actually do stuff and get a lot of things done that are very impressive are not always the people that have this technical potential. Apparently Veritasium just did a video on uh, IQ. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, <laughs> Kuro Michan in uh, Flipplane Chat. Uh, I got put in the gifted program until they found out I'm just autistic. There's, there's a lot of gifted yep. traits. Absolutely. In the autism spectrum, though. Absolutely. A lot of the best, absolute top people at doing a specific thing are very often on autism spectrum. Yep. And I think that some of them might feel it's a gift and some of them might not. Even just the name of like gifted program or, or gifted student or whatever, I think is misleading. Um, sometimes, uh, oh boy, I really hope no one from my family ever watches this, but sometimes I am grateful for the significant intellectual disparity between my two genetic contributors. Um, I feel like if I had been any more like one of them, I might have struggled to socially interact with people. Yes. But you're not. I'm a lot like that individual. But not that much. 
and that gap is very important, okay? All right? Yeah. Okay, I found the quote that I, I, I like about this. Um, Nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing in, Nothing is more... Oh my goodness. This is worded weird, so I'm struggling with it. Nothing in the world can take place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Or let's say people. Yeah. The, the quote says men. I'm yeah. reading the quote. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. You seem to do all right. Persistence and determination. That's what a lot of it comes down to. So you can be super gifted. You can be super gifted, super, super smart, all that kind of stuff. Have no chances given to you. There's the luck component. And then also just not be motivated to do anything or not have the drive to do anything. And then, yeah, accomplish nothing. Happens all the time. All the time. Yeah, Harrier Pigeon says, I got put in gifted because I'm actually smart, but what I actually needed were social skills. Yeah. Yep. And I, and I think a lot of time, the gifted programs, they, they want you to study so hard to realize that potential that they, they take your opportunity away to gain social skills. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man, people are like getting real heavy into the like mental, mental health discussion in the, uh, in the float plane chat. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dig into too much of this. But it's very clear that we still have a lot to understand about autism spectrum and ADHD and all that good stuff. Like, if, if I'm on the spectrum somewhere, I'll say this much. I definitely come by it honestly. So we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. I'm definitely undiagnosed if there's anything there. Nothing would surprise me at this point. But as far as ADHD goes, at least the way that we have conventionally defined these two things as, as separate up until now, how related or not they are, we don't know, I guess. But... Um, Definitely ADHD. No question there. I do want to address this too. With a, I've, I've observed this with a lot of people in my life, including some of my very close friends. Yeah. Uh, but Snap and Float Plane Chat said, yeah, a lot of it is luck, which nobody likes to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Survivorship bias, man. But also no. But also you make your luck. Yes. And there's also, I know a lot of people that have had luck shoved upon them and they yep. have not wanted to take it for for a variety of potentially very good reasons like you can you can call a lot of this luck yeah but then we also yoloed the heck out of very logical paths forward that all yeah. three of us at the time had you know what's really funny is i was talking recently about how that sports psychology class i took in university like changed my outlook on life there is for someone who doesn't actively follow sports at this point in my life i certainly have learned a lot from it just about it's it's like it was what i what i what i enjoyed about it and what i learned so much about was the psychology of competition and you'll you'll see there's a lot of things that are definitely wrong with sports culture but one of the things that you know i remember hearing commentators talk about or hearing players talk about is like yeah we got some lucky bounces tonight but you get them by getting into the dirty areas yeah. and and trying to manufacture being some available luck. for that opportunity yeah trying to trying to make luck being um ready and so you know yeah i think that whenever i talk about my success um i talk about how lucky i've gotten but there's also you know okay for example i i got extremely lucky meeting yvonne 
I think that having a good partner that amplifies your best qualities and diminishes your worst qualities is the single most important thing that you can do for success in your life. Everything is easier with a partner. And, um, you know, you could call that luck. But I also made myself available for it. I, I made the, for some people, mistake of not dating around. I did, I did not engage in a single non-serious relationship in my life. So once I was on the dating scene, I was trying to find a wife. Um, and you know what? I think, that, I think that for a lot of people, that would probably legitimately not be the right way to go about it. I think, I think some people have some, some stuff to do before they're ready to, before they're ready to settle down and, and you know, be married for the rest of their life or whatever, right? Um, but for me, you know, I'm also lucky that I had the disposition where I, was, I felt ready to make that move at such a young age because if Yvonne and I had waited even three more years, even if I had been lucky enough to meet her later, if we had gotten married and gotten started on, you know, building a life together and building our family, even three, four, year, four more years, I don't know that we would have been able to afford the house in South Glen. If we hadn't had the house in South Glen, where the fuck would we have started yeah. Linus Media Group? My, my parents' garage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right? And so, yeah, I got lucky. Definitely. Multiple times. Many times. Um, but it's also not just luck. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, what do you have to say about uh, the reason why WAN starts late? Oh, right. Um, we have a lot of work to do organizing the writing department, um, organizing production. I, I don't want to put this on the actual production crew. I think those guys are doing a really, really great job, especially with all the challenges that we have on the writing side. I think that... Um, you know, I also won't blame any of the individual writers or even the writing managers. I think there's a lot of contributing factors to what has made our production really challenging. I think a big part of it is how demanding our boss is. You guys are always, whether you ask for it or not, I mean, it's such a classic. It's, it's, I almost consider it like a, like a trope at this point. The, um, the creator who talks about burnout and the audience who says, don't worry, we got your back. We'll watch you no matter what. Take your time off. And then the creator who fades to irrelevance yeah. because they said it, they meant it, but that's just not actually how human nature works. Like whether you guys are saying it or even feel it or not, you're always asking for more. You're always asking for better. And we, and we always have to respond to keep moving that bar or we fade away. Gone from your memories. Uh, oh yeah, that guy, right? Like that's just how it works. And um, so we never really leave ourselves any room to make anything other than the best video we can. And so a lot of the time we have weekly goals for how many videos we need to make in order to keep to our upload schedule. And so for, you know, on Tuesday and Wednesday, it's kind of like, well, we can shoot those on Thursday and Friday, not procrastinating, but just because we're, you know, we're trying to make things better. And then on Thursday and Friday, we're trying to cram in far too much production and it ends up uh, it ends up being very, very challenging and bleeding into what is supposed to be WAN show time. It's not that I'm not respectful of you guys. It's that, you know, sometimes you got to understand there's other pressures on me. If I don't hit the production quota, there are people whose KPIs 
our make sure that we hit our video upload target and they won't get their bonuses. So what am I supposed to be like? Um, well, it's 4.30, so I hope you like buying less good presents for your kids. Like I, I try not to, um, I try not to behave like that when, when I'm, when there's anything in my power to try to get her done. Um, to, to his own detriment, Linus will carry more weight if it means the ship keeps going forward. So that has literally always been the case. And sometimes that makes it hard for us to build processes that are scalable, right? Yes. Because you know, you you need to have, you need to let people fail sometimes. I think. I, I think so. <laughs> I've been reintegrating lately, and. Uh, I think one of the problems that I've kind of observed is that Linus and Yvonne both have this trait where they won't let a thing fail. Oh, we got into a heated conversation about that actually, oh. like last weekend. Oh. Yeah, we were driving somewhere and uh, someone, someone had brought up some like HR related thing and I was like, why are you dealing with this? She's like, why are you upset? I told you I'm dealing with it. I'm like, no, I'm not upset that you're not doing a good job. I'm upset that you keep telling me that you want to try to, you know, have better balance and you keep not doing it. You keep throwing yourself back into it. And I've had this conversation with Dan a bunch. And yeah. Don't give examples, Dan, but there's, there's situations where I'm like, no, we actually, we need to act exactly how we are supposed to act right now so that this thing can fail so that we can see how it failed so that we can fix it yep. because if you just keep catching all the falling rocks Yvonne can't let something fail you're not going to fix the landslide problem and we were made you're for each other because you both do that i know which we were at a wedding and i had one of the just like proudest facepalm <laughs> moments i think i know about my wife that I ever have in all the time I've known her because I, 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 I know her more than myself um, at times. And she had a role in the wedding um, that was not in the bridal party and that was uh, a, a lot of eyes were on her. And um, the bride's train was not properly arranged behind her. <laughs> And so Yvonne, in her role in the wedding, delayed the entire wedding to... It was cute. Upon realizing that nobody was dealing with it, put aside what she was supposed to be doing, go fix the train, and then go back to what she was supposed to be doing. Because she knew that that was something that was important to the bride. And also she knows that you get one shot at this with the photographers and with the family and everything. And if it costs eight seconds of delay to get that done correctly and is nobody else doing this? She's going to do it. Yeah. And I sat there in the audience going, I watched her. I watched her register it. I watched her look around for if other people were going to do it. And I went three, two, one. <laughs> and she went and she fixed it. <laughs> She cannot help it. You both can't. And I think there's some other people in the company that, that can't either. And I think one of the problems yeah. that we have, there's there's a bunch, and every company has problems, to be very clear. I'm not trying to trash on us particularly. No, we're clearly doing a few things right. Yeah. Let's give ourselves credit, all right? 100%. World class. Yeah. Actually, though. Yeah. Like, we're doing great. We do amazing things all the time. Yes. Every single company has a bunch of problems. Yes. 
So one of our problems, I think, is this, yeah. where certain people at the company, including definitely and potentially mainly you and Yvonne, are catching problems consistently and not letting certain things fail. So I think there's problems that we don't necessarily fully know about. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. hundred percent. So I don't know how we got here. Um, I'm getting lost a lot in this show. The I don't point know is, according to Rod, one of the best parts of when is how organic the flow is. <laughs> and I feel that part of that includes it starting when it is damn well ready. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I added damn well. Yeah. So like <laughs> the, knowing the things about Linus and also knowing. So Linus will do that. And then Dan and I don't really care that much. So when is just not that hard to push back. Yeah. But then you guys aren't letting me fail. If you guys were like, look. This is when my shift ends and you left. I could go home at 9.30. And there was no when, then... I could just go home at 9.30. I'm f***ed, right? I could just get up and leave. Sometimes we wouldn't even have a WAN show. You could. I might not even notice, Because it starts after 9.30. Got him. Oh! I'll just turn this off and then I can't even see you. You got a big monitor there. I'll figure out how to turn the audience the tiles. I was going to say the stream would even go live. <laughs> Sit here waiting. I don't even know Dan? how to do it anymore. Why don't you press the button, Dan? I, I made it so simple that it's like three buttons. It's honestly not that bad. Yeah, but I just don't know where they are. There used to be one. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> I guess you used to only stream to one platform. That's fair. Yeah. But that doesn't impact the amount of buttons. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I guess technically it's just one button. Yeah. Wait, what? You'd have to turn on the computer, I guess. Oh, okay. yeah. SO4AWS says the best part of when is that it starts whenever it starts and it ends whenever it's done. <laughs> F yeah. yeah. That's when show, baby. Hell yeah. If you guys didn't like it, you don't have to watch it. I, I, I actually can't force you to do that. But you're here. You're here like three hours in or whatever we're at at this point. Every once in a while. Um, oh my God, we're four hours in. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, no, no, that can't, no, no, no that I'm, can't be right. The page is not loading properly for me. Hold on, hold on. Uh, three hours, 56 minutes. I was oh, going to say, I'm pretty sure on YouTube, right, three hours, 22 minutes. Oh, okay. So including pre-show, we're about four hours. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Because the float plane chat has been talking about how it's four hours. Yeah, they lie. But no, they well, have no, pre-show. It has yeah. been four hours for them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I always forget about pre-show too. They even got to hang out when Linus was filming part of a video. Oh yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty I funny. just needed another room to be in and this one was lit already. Yeah, it just kind of worked <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, efficiency. Yeah, efficiency. Yeah. All right. All right, next up. We are not going to get to every merch message today, guys. The good news is you will get your order in the mail. Did you, you know pin, that historically every fiends. single time you've said that, we've actually done it? Uh, yeah, but I just, I don't, in case I collapse at my desk, <laughs> or well, my, at the table here. Why don't we power through them instead of yeah. going on 15 tangents? Hey. Uh, I can't help what the people ask, or what you curate. Oh, I just clicked the wrong button. <laughs> Dan! <laughs> it's, it's the best part of when. Like, what am I, what am I going to do? Stop, talk, stop you talking? Stop talking about this interesting thing. We have to move on. Yeah, Dan! Love turning, tuning in. I didn't get enough bags of chips, Dan. Did you, you have, think of that? You could have more bags of chips. We what? got boxes of them. I think you're above the, the snack police. <laughs> that was weak. Yeah, it was. I'm going to get you heavier things to throw at me. <laughs> your, your job is to get in objects that will fly better at your head. <laughs> it's part of my Q3 goal. <laughs> More aerodynamic weapons? 
Okay, let's try again. Okay. Love tuning in every week. Do you ever get tired of the day-to-day -day of your job? Over time, I feel like it could drag on. Yes. I mean, I think anyone who tries to sell you, you know, find a job you love so that you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, There's yeah. always days you work. I, I always tell my son this. If it was easy, everybody would do it. And then it wouldn't be worth anything. The most common things are worth the least, right? Why does the pin say get the full set here, but not have the full set purchase option? I noticed that. Yeah, we should probably make a bundle. Yeah, I actually talked to uh, Nick about that bundle hard. They'll work on it. Something, something. Oh. oh, yeah, there's a new... So bundles were really bad, and then I believe in the most recent Shopify edition, Shopify is doing their own bundling thing or something, so we're going to oh. move to that. I don't know if it's already out yet, though. Sometimes they announce things in editions. They're not out for, like, two years. Sometimes they're out basically right away. I don't know. We'll see. Shopify's a cool company. I like working with them. I'm not trying to dog on Shopify. Hello, LLD. Ford Luke, uh, what are your thoughts on branded hardware? Um, I believe this is Bethesda Game Studios and AMD at QuakeCom announced a Radeon 7900XTX oh, Starfield yeah. branded GPU, yeah, no, and it looks pretty sick. Yeah, Only no, those are sweet. 500 available and not for sale. Not for sale. Yeah, they don't sell anyway. I can tell you that from experience. Really? Yeah, just like even those like Jedi and Sith graphics cards, the Nvidia ones. Do you remember the Steel Series like, Wow Mouse? Yeah. It looked like it had like armor on it so. and stuff. Here, hold on. I'm I'm sure you'll remember it if I show it to you. I think we had that when I worked at Best Buy. This is just about the most like co-branded mouse that has ever existed like it I wasn't just a skin 100% remember this whoa yeah, it wasn't just a skin a on uh, oh this oh, no specifically way. yes i definitely remember yeah, that this one this thing sold like like nothing basically really? yeah it was it was a dog it's it weird because it's a cool looking mouse it did great on clearance um but this kind of like e like mount desk pads and stuff like that back in the day we re we struggled to move even like single digit numbers of these things interesting yeah I mean, I think it's cool. There was the Evangelion uh, line of stuff. I think there was more than just a graphics card, but I know there's a graphics card, and that looked fantastic. I cannot believe how much these stupid things are worth. Yeah, that's actually crazy. Collectors are an interesting breed. Um, but yeah, I've seen a bunch of stuff like that that I think is, is great. Um, I wouldn't pay extra for it, and I think that's a big part of the problem, is that everyone's a big fan of something until you ask them to actually spend extra on it. Um, and it's not like a figurine. I don't know why it is. People will actually spend a thousand dollars on a figure on like a, a statue. You know, I should use probably more correct lingo. But you ask them to spend an extra hundred dollars on a GPU that's themed that way. Well, no, that's just electronics. Like the way that people value electronics is still is kind of wild to me. Yeah. How complex it is and how little we value it compared to like some collectible plastic trinket. Very interesting. It's, or yeah. like like uh, like cards with hollow foil on them or whatever. Like you you realize that that technology is like Stone Age basically <laughs> compared to what's in your phone. That you're like oh oh five hundred dollars for a phone. Okay, I don't think anyone's saying that anymore. But okay, but hold on. Twelve hundred dollars for the latest iPhone, really? I do think people would stick their nose up at uh, like the cost of like a D brand skin. Yeah, some people would. But would turn around and buy one of these foil things for yeah. oh. a ton. Yeah, oh like yeah, 100%. It's, there, there is some, some interesting... It's kind of arbitrary it's like sometimes. The, 
like I will buy a $1,000 phone, but I will not buy a $1 phone app that makes my experience significantly better. Yeah. It's like, the, the, I, I won't do it. I just won't do it. Yeah. There's some, yep. there's some weird stuff going on there. Um, I think they're cool though. I've seen some builds based around uh, branded. I don't know if we want to call it that like th third party uh, collaboration on, on computer parts that I, I've thought are awesome. I haven't bought any, so maybe I'm part of the problem, but I think it's cool. And I think a Starfield-inspired GPU could actually look really sick because Starfield is a uh, NASA punk, right? So I think Love it could look NASA really punk. cool. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to go through potentials and we'll move on a bit? I've been chugging through incoming. I'll go to potential. There should be nothing in incoming. There's 36. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot in incoming. Okay, I am showing like none. Let me refresh. I'm working on incoming as well. Hopefully we're not both I also see none part. in incoming. Oh, Please. I will also refresh. Now Please there's refresh. one. Sick. Okay, cool. That there has been one. other priorities, but we'll when is your one. next AMD tech upgrade? It's a great oh, series. That was the intro for one. It's going to be Alex P from our editing team. When? Whenever AMD approves it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 subject to sponsor review, so I don't even know if the head in the oven joke is going to make it into the video. Hey, a dynamic link library. What is your favorite or least favorite CPU socket and peripheral connector? Oh, I'm going with eSATA. eSATA was gone too soon. Yeah. It was actually kind of cool. And they had eSATA ports that were also USB ports. Like the yeah. connector pins were on the other side. Um, so being able to connect an external drive yeah. at truly internal speeds, because it's not just gigabits per second of bandwidth. It's the fact that it was using AHCI. Like it was, it was using a SATA protocol. So random IO was good. So you could have an external Steam drive or whatever that really did perform like an internal one when it came to, to small operations. Super cool. Linus and Luke, you've spoken before about NVIDIA making it difficult to film at their press events. Curious what some of the challenges they created were. Oh, the, the example that I tend to give on this one was one that I was there for. So this was a long time ago, um, but still, um, where they had, they had an event. So they didn't give us pre-information or they gave us pre-information, but not enough to actually make a piece of content out of. You needed to see the live event in order to do that. Um, they, uh, it felt strategic. I don't know if it was or not, but our hotel was very far away from where the venue was at and they brought us there with a bus. So there wasn't an easy way for us to get back. Uh, this was like pre Uber again, this was, it's been a while. Um, and, and there was nowhere convenient to film and they had a dead mouse concert on stage immediately after the press event. So there was this loud copywritten music playing. So you couldn't record any videos. The way that we got it was we kind of like snuck into the basement to where a bunch of the event workers were working. And just like pretended we were supposed to be there and got into a corner and filmed there. Brandon and I did that because um, I didn't want to freaking call Linus again. Um, so I was like, whatever, we're getting this done. And it sucked. It was it was really bad because there was nowhere to focus on writing your video. Um, there was nowhere to properly film your video. Uh, like there was there was often they'll make last minute announcements that can be added to a written article. Yeah. You know, after the fact or whatever, published immediately, but they don't account for it. time to edit and encode. Yeah. Um, so you're like you're way behind everyone. It's mostly just being inconsiderate and thinking Almost, of themselves it feels first like and how so. they control the narrative. Yes. I don't know if it was intentional. Sometimes it's felt that way, but 
for a for an organization that large. But the thing is, large organizations have small groups of people sometimes that are in charge of things. Yeah, but like you, ha- there's got to be someone there. They they flew out all these people. I know. There's got to be some amount of consideration of how these people are going to even remotely function while they're at the event. It's funny that you say that because like we flew out all our developers. Yeah. And we screwed up a lot about the scheduling for that. Yeah, but when they were we here tried. and they had to do things, I had it. We were good. I, I know. I just I just mean mistakes were made. Yeah, I'm saying it's easy to make but mistakes. But not this type of mistake. I think that often they. It's kind of like it's kind of like when they would buy a fancy meal, and you'd go around, you'd talk to everyone, and they're like, "Yeah, this tastes like shit," because it's like fancy food, and you know, it's the tech press. We just want to eat chicken nuggets. Like, I think a lot of the time they probably thought the Dead Mouse concert was super cool, and they were doing everybody a favor, and it was a cool event. They're whining and dining us, <sighs> yeah. but like mostly we're just there, we're working. It's a distraction for most of the tech press. There was like at least three or four people that didn't get into the the sneaky basement solution that we had that were just like filming on the street at night. They had no lights other than just like the little tiny one you mount on your camera yeah, if, really if they even had that. Like it was very rough. And this was a pattern, a consistent pattern over years. This was not like I know they screwed it up one time. But remember, too, there's a lot of turnover in these departments sometimes. Like I would explain the same thing over and over again to a revolving door of like PR firm reps and stuff like that. Like it's. Yeah, I'm not but saying we also explained it to people that were not. I know I'm not saying they did a good job. I'm just saying that don't attribute to malice what you can attribute to incompetence. I think it's a mixture. Sure. In that's this fair. case, I that's do agree fair. with that statement in general. In this case, I think it's a mixture. Okay, I've got a I've got a Luke question here to give Linus some more time with the potentials. Dear Luke, any advice on owning budgies? I'm getting two of my own this Sunday. Oh, that's cool. Um, if you're not getting them from the same place, um, like if you're getting both of them from a breeder, it's probably fine. Uh, but if you're getting them from like two different breeders or or, or something like that, uh, quarantine each of them separately for probably about the first month. Um, because like if one of them has mites or something, you want to be able to deal with that in a localized fashion instead of having it go onto both of them. Um, uh, they're probably gonna be pretty timid when they first get to your home. Um, but be very friendly. They love music. They're going to feel a lot more at home if there is noise. I think a lot of times with like, uh, with like a dog, if a dog is feeling very timid when it first comes over, you want to be very calm and like kind of quiet and like lay down on the floor with it and show it that things are okay. With a bird, it's like, not really. Birds operate on a like everything's okay alarm level. So if it's really quiet, they're going to be like, oh, this is bad. Things are bad. Um, so like one of our solutions is we we play music because they hear music of almost any kind. They'll they'll actually likely have preferences. We found that our birds have preferences. Um, but if they hear music of almost any kind, they'll be like, oh okay, things are probably okay. Um, and have have extra food. A lot of the food you can throw in the freezer and it will last longer. So have extra food on hand. Um, yeah, other than that, just send it and have fun. Make sure they have little toys, um, but watch their toys as they wear. Budgies really like to destroy things, so they'll they'll pick at things and eat things away and stuff. And if there's like a rope, for instance, and they chew on the rope and, and, and peck at the rope and do whatever else they do with the rope, um, it's, it's potential that they might wear the rope down to the point where their little talons can get stuck in it. Um, 
and that can get really bad because they can they can break their talon and stuff like that. So pay attention to the the condition of the things that you're giving them. They really like to chew on things like uh, strings, um, like little paper, uh, like confetti strings, stuff like that. Give them something to do. I could talk about this for too long. We're going to move on. Loving my stubby screwdriver from LTX. I was wondering how many screwdrivers you sold stubby DIY and normal over the LTX weekend. I think for the DIY, we did about 1,500 or 2,000. Um, I have no idea on the other ones because it's a completely separate dashboard and I haven't got my report other than just revenue. I don't even know if we made money on LTX yet. My uncle was asking me about this today. He's hilarious sometimes. He really like... Just, he likes to be involved. I thought Colton said it's, it was profitable. Did he? I thought so. I think he said like not by a ton, but it was profitable. Look at my uh, look at my uncle. He just like texts me all the time. You can you can read it. It doesn't matter. Like you can read it out. <laughs> go to sleep. So you... oh wait, hold on. Who said go to sleep? Oh yeah, no, that's before. Uh, that was him. That was him bugging me about how many tickets we sold, and I was like replying to him in the middle of the night. So he's like, go to sleep. Okay, that's the, that's an old conversation. <laughs> Got a response from Nick uh, here if you want. I don't I don't know what this this is like mid conversation, so I don't really know what to say. No, it's just so you send the revenue for the LT gala, what was the profit? And then he follows up like hours later, what was the profit? And I'm like, not yet. He goes, seems to be taking a while. I'm like, yeah. He says, get them moving on it. And I'm like, having the report won't change how much money we made, lol. I can wait. He goes, I guess so. <laughs> he's just like he's like on it. <laughs> I want my stuff. Okay, sorry, what did Nick say? Uh, he has numbers here, uh, 500 stubby at LTX and like 300 regulat. Okay. All right. So we moved about like 2000, somewhere between 2000 and 2500 screwdrivers over the course of the two days. Um, oh, that's actually more stubbies than I thought. They had told me it was a little bit slow and, uh, I, I kind of thought maybe it was less than that. We, uh, we weren't really sure what to make of it because it was sort of competing for airtime with custom drivers just like that's tough okay. custom drivers are super cool i made one today i still haven't made one that of, makes sense of course yep Actually i had to looks pretty cool i had to how could i resist yeah uh, i brought the kids in to make them too that's cool just part of why when show is late because i thought of a fun diy activity i could do with the kids while the arbor presses were set up for the short circuit that we were doing today on the upcoming something oh. um and i was like you know what? F it. This will take like 20 minutes. And realistically, I'm going to be working like a 13 hour shift today anyway. So whatever. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you spent 20 minutes of my free time. How I'm, dare you be a good I'm father? I'm so deeply offended. They had, they had so much fun. I, we had to lift up the girls to reach the <laughs> handles on the arbor presses. Oh, that's nice. Um, so, wait, what was it? Gallery. Were they able to pull it down? I haven't even tried, but I assumed there'd be a decent amount of force involved. I mean, yeah, they they tried. It was pretty tough for the youngest one, but the boy yeah. and the middle girl. Um, so yeah, yeah, whatever. She's uh, she's pulling down the arbor press, building her custom screwdriver. Yeah. Sounds like that's his Baldur's Gate time. I haven't even been able to start yet. I've had no time. And someone was like, <laughs> I I was like kind of planning on playing tonight, and someone was like, Are you gonna play tonight? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll play this weekend. <laughs> I'm not going to be super committal about when, but I'll play this weekend. I mean, you can you can do 20 minutes, half hour at a time. No, that's not the right way to start that game. 
Gotta do the character creator. That's gonna take me a day. Yeah, easy week. <laughs> uh, okay, let's continue. I was gifted a set of 17 staff member LTT pins. Any history on them? I'd love to know. Yeah, we did them as a collectible at LTX, I want to say... 19. 20, was it 19? Pretty yeah, sure. it must have been 2019, except we didn't get them in time. Yeah. So then we had to go through a whole thing where we made them available online afterward to people who were at the show because they were supposed to be a show exclusive. And then the reason it's 17 is because I guess we removed the ones for people who don't work here anymore. Um, I actually don't know if I would have agreed with that move, but nobody asked me, so whatever, we did it that way. Um, and we still had some of them, evidently. Nobody told me that, so I didn't know. Yeah, and we gave them away, which nobody told me until I saw it posted on Reddit. So that's the whole story as far <laughs> as I know. But we just thought it would be a cool collectible to have at LTX. Uh, Lloyd painstakingly uh, recreated everyone's likeness in that cool cartoon style of his. And uh, I, I, have my I have my set at home. I, I will treasure them always. I never got one. You never got one? Linus was very particular, very, very particular at that point in time about making sure that there was separation between the companies. So I, okay. never, I never got a pin. All right. Oh, you mean you weren't in the set? That's right. You weren't in the set. Both of those, actually. I never got two? any, and I wasn't in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if it helps at all, I will, I will give you um, a pin. <laughs> you know what? Let's do it. Let's do a Luke pin. <laughs> what? Why? Okay, we're doing it. Oh, my God. Sometimes I have to be aware that I can't bring certain things up because he'll just, he has these like resources and he'll just do things sometimes. I know. I have far too can, much power. We can sell a pin that's like however many dollars and you just happen to get a backpack with it. You should sell the Luke pin it. with a free backpack. This the is, Luke pin should come with the budgie pins. The hilarious promo oh. is already confirmed. I've heard back from Nick already. <laughs> That kind of communication is why I like working here sometimes. <laughs> you just say dumb stuff, and then suddenly somebody throws hundreds of dollars response. at it. So I email, I email Nick, <laughs> subject line, hilarious promo, okay, body, buy $250 pin, get a backpack for free. He replies, uh, one minute later, you're dumb. <laughs> Which, as far as I can tell, means we're doing it. It's a it. confirmation, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Because he would have sent a longer email if he actually was pushing back on it. Let's go! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would, why would we do a singular Luke pin, though? It's got to be... There's so that be I can have stuff. one for my collection of pins. Oh, wow. Okay. And also, there's minimum order quantities, so... <laughs> I was going to say, like, mock is a thousand. One, and then just not even give me one. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. I could just get a sample. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. The sample's not great. We're not ordering it. <laughs> no, Ivana want one too. <laughs> hey, LLD, what auction item were you saddest to see go? Oh, definitely the uh, the the PC man. That was such a beautiful work of. Oh man, there were some other sort of sad things. Seeing old Bonnet go was kind of the hard. person who bought the old mineral case was at Whaleland. I know. Yeah, we featured them in a video. Oh, that's it's cool. coming. Cool. Uh, it's uh, it's roasting our viewer setups in person. <laughs> so I like you know how I go into that like bit I do I accuse them of stealing it yeah like quite uh, aggressively okay. yeah 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 it's fun that's pretty good yeah <laughs> like quite aggressively <laughs> <laughs> it'll be good 
LNL My Workplace, an MSP, started using an AI tool to prioritize tickets. It's going horribly. <laughs> Have you fallen prey to pointless AI implementations? What's yep. the worst AI implementation you've seen? Uh, there's been a lot of bad ones. I'm just going to talk about what we did because I think that'll be a better answer. But we tried to make a AI helper for the store and it just like failed horribly. Um, I don't know. It just is what it is. It, it would just like... We tried so hard to make it rooted in, well, I'm saying we, there's literally only one person worked on it. Conrad worked on it. Uh, Conrad tried very hard to make it like rooted in our information. Um, but it would just like, it, 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 we would ask it something that it should answer. And it would be like, oh, I can't answer that because I'm like supposed to be rooted in whatever. And it's like, wait, hold on. No, the, the whole point is that you can answer that. And then it's just, I don't know. It just didn't work out. So we shelved it and we were like, maybe we'll come back to this later. And then Shopify in their most recent edition is like, by the way, we're releasing an AI helper. So I guess the answer is we're not going back to that, but we'll just use theirs, which is great. That's the solution we want anyways, to be honest. Um, so yeah, we we had a AI implementation failure. We've also had a lot of success, not with like building our own stuff so much. Oh, actually, I'll talk about this. Um, the labs web team... Uh, finished their quarterly goals a little bit early. So with the remaining time in the quarter, we had a little hackathon thing. One of the developers on the team, um, I'm pretty sure I can say his name. I don't know if I've asked him. Start I, with initials. Yeah. Or maybe, no, no, don't do a, don't do a last initial. Start with First like, initial only. First initial. D. There's two people on that team that start with D. So that's not helpful. <laughs> Darn it. Anyways, for one of the hackathon projects, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure no, in the future I mean, if I, I can mean, say like, their name or not. I don't know. We got D from Luke's team. Yeah, but it's the Labs web team specifically. Yeah, well. But there's two Ds on there as well. So uh, whatever. Um, Double Ds. The, the, the project that they chose to do was they, they grabbed a bunch of information that we had gathered. I'm going to leave that as vague as it is. Um, and they used uh, AI to build automatically generated quizzes based off of that information, which was pretty cool. And that like actually worked. That was a cool project. We might use that for something in the future, but yeah. That was a little bit more simple than the shopping helping tool, but yeah, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Clearly I'm tired, okay? Me too. It's literally midnight. You know, you have to drive me home too, right? Yeah. I don't have my car. Yeah. Get wrecked, scrub. Actually, I wonder if my car is here, because uh, it was still here when we like started the show, but maybe Yvonne was staying late. I'm going to check the security camera. Yeah, it was here after I uh, I left in the middle after sponsors. Oh. This is like, we, we had a I conversation think. earlier in oh, the show maybe. about how we we don't hang out as much as we like probably should, and also we were unsure how it would be if we didn't work together. Um I've always liked the the drives. So back in the day, I, I couldn't afford anything. So oh, Linus, good, another tangent. It's not late enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I couldn't afford anything, so Linus would drive me home after work. And then now, uh, he just never has his car here, so I drive him home after WAN show. And yeah. I've always liked the drives. Heck yeah. You have, driving is a good stuff. time to... Uh, uh, like a, a pro-parenting tip that I got was um, drive your kids places. Because once they hit teenagehood... It's one of the only times that you can actually like confine them to a space where they have to talk to you and there's nowhere to go and nothing else to do. 
Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's some parenting hacks right there. <laughs> Luke is doing reviews again, which is awesome. Is it because the floatplane platform is far enough along now, or was it a result of the new CEO coming on board as it appeared to occur around that time? I don't think it's either of those things. I'm also not doing reviews. I think they mean uh, you're being in videos again. Yeah. All of my video appearances have been very light touch from my side. Um, it's been other people's work. Like when I host a game linked, for example, like I show up on set for like 20 minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, the like links are great for that. Like what, what I've been doing for game linked actually is I won't take a, a, a traditional lunch that way, that day, sorry. And I'll, I'll, I work in the lab and it films here. So I'll just walk in both directions and that's my like lunch. And I'll bring some of my food for that day with me and just eat it while I'm walking. And then I'm getting steps in, I'm eating my food, I'm doing all that kind of stuff. And then I just, with 20 minutes of my time that day, I host a game like, like it's extremely low impact on me. Um, uh, any appearances that I have in an LTT are kind of the same way. Like when we're reacting to stuff, I'm not prepping any of the content for that. I'm not writing the video. I'm not doing the, the like, um, heavy lifting pre-production type of stuff. I'm just showing up and hosting, which is significantly less impactful, like wildly significantly less impactful on my time um, than if I did have to do any pre-production because then it would be like days of work, right? And now it's however long it takes to host the content. Um, so it's been fun. It's been a nice like change of pace every once in a while. I do not have the time to be doing more of the pre-production stuff. Um, so yeah, but it's been nice to do some more camera stuff. Yeah. Why do you think uh, why do you think Samsung's phone packaging has gotten more and more bland over time? I blame Apple for this. Oh yeah. Basically every industry trend that's just like wow, that's really boring. It pretty much comes down to Apple. Uh that that company that made the uh the funky mixed reality goggles. Um the one that like explicitly compared themselves to to Apple and their oh man where what am I looking at right now hold on one sec one sec I'm trying to I'm trying to find something I'm looking for here no mate maybe it wasn't these guys uh what the heck sorry I'm trying to make my way to a product page and their site is incomprehensible okay it must not be these guys it must be something else or they have a new site or something i have no idea what i'm even looking at but you guys know what i'm talking about right where like every company and their dog has a product page that looks exactly like apple's style of product page yeah. with the dark background and all the gradients and like everything's different sizes on it you, you know what i'm talking about right yeah uh i've uh, the fact that no one can have an independent thought once Apple does something in the technology industry drives me absolutely wild. I, I, I can't stand it. But yeah, Apple moved to a super, super minimalistic style of packaging. And so, of course, so did everyone else because whatever, I guess. Sorry for asking again this week, but is there any news on the automated mopping machines for no. the badminton center? Oh, I'm disappointed. That project will be quite delayed fix that hey linus any news on the lux backpack when will it hit the store um we're waiting on samples of the new style of carabiners in glossy 
like in in inflated to make sure that they are up to standard. That is the only thing we're still waiting on. Then we're going to do one more sample. Then we're going to move to production. I would say that if it arrives in six months, I'd be not surprised, but I'd be like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And if it took longer, I wouldn't be surprised because I don't know. It's just kind of how we roll, I guess. Just used to it. I L L N D. I'm getting stick locks since the Steam Deck case takes up too much space in my LTD backpack. Do you have any suggestions on where to put my Steam Deck in the backpack without the case? Uh, yes, I do. Um, let me show you in one second. I'm just going to finish typing this thing. You know what? I'm just going to say it. It's easier. Um, Colin says, how do you feel? Oh, that's not the right one. Jackson asks, with your experience using smart home switches, where do you see this tech going in the near future in new houses? I don't see it really going anywhere in the very near future because it adds cost and home builders, especially in the current climate, are looking for every little way that they can shave down cost. So forget it. Um, as for the question that I'm supposed to be answering, uh, do we have any portable game consoles? I guess not. Anyway, there's a specific place for it. Um, here, uh, but Linus Cam. So this, you're going to notice it looks different. This is the Lux bag that Linus has been testing yep. for a while, but the internal layout is the same? Yes. Yeah. So uh, in the main like device pouch. Do you want me to hold that? Um, I don't know. No, I think I can do it. Okay, in the main device pouch, you've got your laptop. You've got your, uh, oh, there we go. That, oh, that's way better. Uh, light. I mean, it's when show after dark, so whatever. Uh, laptop sleeve. Then you can put your mouse pad or your tablet or whatever there. There's one more like nice soft touch sleeve if you wanted to like jam a phone or a second tablet. What about a second tablet? Um, and then at the very bottom, there's a spot where on this side, there's also screen safe material. Uh, even in the regular bag, this one's all the same material, but there's, it, there's a transition, I believe. And so just from the shape of having like another device here that kind of pushes out the middle. So that's meant to take like the arch at the back of the screen. And then the screen is able to sit here and there's a little bit more room on this side and this side for sticks. Um, if you have stick locks on, I would say that's a very suitable place to put your handheld gaming console. And that is something that we uh, did consider in the design of the bag. You notice how many people are posting on Reddit getting into motorcycle accidents with the LTT bag. And it like, it's like a thing. Yeah. Can you guys please take care of yourselves? Okay. <laughs> We're happy the bag is doing well in those situations. Yeah, but, but also... Also, please be careful. Please don't crash. Yeah. Hello, Linus and Luke Lafrendo. Hey. How much do we have to buy from LTTstore.com for you to consider legally changing your middle name to Tech Tips? Linus Tech Tips Sebastian just rolls off the tongue. I have joked about it. I don't think I would ever do that just because, like, That's it seems like a lot of paperwork. It's also dumb. I... Mostly, I'm concerned about the paperwork. Mm -hmm. That's legitimately why Yvonne didn't change her name. She was like, it's like 50 bucks. <laughs> and seems unnecessary. It's the most Yvonne thing ever. Yeah. It's like $50 to this woman is literally meaningless oh, at this point in her man. life. In the context of something you have to do only once. is what I'm saying. It's definitely not meaningless, I'll tell you that much. You want to know a funny thing that I'll admit here? Um... Before I knew that she hadn't changed her last name, yeah, I added her to my phone contacts. I never updated it. Oh, so she's is she Yvonne Sebastian in my in phone. phone contact? That's hilarious. <laughs> Every time she calls me, I'm like, oh crap, I should probably do that. And then 
we talk about whatever and I forget and then hang up and then I never do it. And I, every single time she calls me, I'm like, oh, wow, I should probably update that. It just never happens. <laughs> like, uh, oh, well. Yeah. Love the pins. You've said you didn't feel comfy making explicit pride merch because you're not LGBTQ, mm. which made me wonder. Do you see LDD merch as only a reflection of you or the company as a whole? I think it was more not wanting to profit off of it. Correct. Yeah. I had no problem making it. That was that was never the objection. And um, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, it's always funny seeing criticism of me on the internet that's just stupid. Um, you know, one of the things, for example, is we've taken a lot of flack over the years for our diversity. And it's like, are you a f- idiot what am i supposed to out people <laughs> yeah like, yeah you yeah. actually don't know you don't know anything so maybe you should just actually keep your mouth shut maybe that would be better um like it's as a as a company uh we are diverse and there's a lot more to life than just skin color or gender or whatever else we're, we're definitely an eclectic bunch I can say that much with Scout's Honor, hand over my heart, um, may, may some higher being strike me down if I'm speaking a word of lie. Um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're plenty diverse. Um, but for me, as the shareholder, who is, does not personally identify as LGBTQIA plus, I, I, honestly speaking, I, I can't keep track of which acronyms are the right ones these days or which letters are the right ones. And, and again, that's part of it, right? I'm not engaged in that community. So as someone who's not engaged in that community, even if we, we, would, we would never discriminate are, against are someone. wrong? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't want to do it wrong, and I don't want to profit from it. That's not, that's not right. That's just, that's just brazen corporate bullshit. I like also have, like, a, on, on a personal level, this has nothing to do with the company, but I'm not a fan of, like, how, you know, what is it, May? I don't remember which month it is. Um, but every company seems to suddenly be selling pride branded things yeah like it's we don't it's not uh, i find that kind of gross yeah i i, I the cynic because in me, the absolute which second is just me. the month is over they're all gone yeah yeah which means they were probably all shipped off in a container to africa or something and like like really though um or you know spray painted and thrown or slashed and thrown into a Relabeled, dumpster right because there's yeah. no such thing as producing exactly the right quantity of something that's not actually how that works so no i just um yeah we're not going to we're not going to just sort of performatively support in a way that is inconsistent with our values and our values are that we shouldn't profit off of things that don't personally affect our shareholders who are the ones who are profiting from it it's just ridiculous so you know what if i accidentally made some money on pins uh, i'm over it i tried to give them away <laughs> they're in the bonus pin yeah yeah um <laughs> fine whatever and you, you could buy something else and get it for free yeah like um but that's that's a way for us to that's a way for us to fly the flag without it just being about you know oh look at us virtue signaling how cool and accepting and tolerant we are no the most tolerant thing to do is to treat people like people which has absolutely nothing the f- to do with what kind of gender or color or whatever they are i don't give a shit
at the end of the day. That has nothing to do with your work. This is a place of work. Yep. Last of my curated. Hey, DLL, Linus, you mentioned on the Taiwan show that sometimes having to turn down offers when uh, companies don't work with you. Uh, what's the experience you remember you really wanted to do, but you had to turn them down due to terms or... Um, I really wanted to go down to Microsoft to see um, like the like the server infrastructure bef behind xCloud, uh, Project xCloud, I guess they were calling it at the time. Um, and we weren't going to get enough access, so I didn't bother going. I really wanted to go, though. I thought that would be super cool. Last couple in incoming, and then that's all I got. Four hours and one minute now. Marathon WAN shows back. Um... Ah, to make me upgrade on the Fold, you know what? I'm going to make you watch the short circuit video. I do a short circuit video on the Fold 5. So, haha, sorry, Neil, even though you spent $7 on a blue, pink, and yellow keyboard pin, I'm going to make you watch that video. I think it's going to come out this weekend or early next week. Dbrand sponsored it, and they were complete f***ing asshole. Oh, whoops, forgot. Assholes, uh, about it as usual, so enjoy. Um, Josh archive. H. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Josh H. says, can we get an LTT backpack without the branding? My response to that part of the question is, I think the branding is pretty subtle. Yeah, and you can just honest. take it off. Someone on the Reddit unstitched it, and it came off pretty seamlessly. I'm not advocating for this, yeah. but someone has done it. Um, and no, we're not going to produce a version without the like black-on-black -black rubberized thing Very that we put on subtle. it. It's, it's pretty low-key. Uh, the second part of that is, when will we see a video without excessive LTTstore.com branding? The extra monitor video was excessive, and I see it happening more and more over time. When uh, merch stops being such a key part of our strategy to remain independent from outside influence. I'm also biased here, but I think most of the LTT store ad entry things are very funny. <laughs> so like, I don't know. It's probably cool. It clearly worked. You bought a water bottle. Hope you like it. Yeah. You it's, didn't it's pick really the stealth, good. so maybe the branding isn't that bad. Just okay, can saying. you stop mocking people who are I, our customers? I, 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 can you actually stop mocking was, our customers? I was questioning sir? it first, but you know it's after midnight, so yeah, he's getting spicy. Yeah, he's getting spicy. Yeah. Um, yeah, for real though, like we, it's a huge, it's a huge part of what supports our entire team, and so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna lean into it. We're gonna meme it. Um, we we try not to do both a float plane shout out and a merch shout out in the same video anymore. We've yeah, that was a little that. heavy. For that was a little much. Yeah. So we're always looking for the right balance, and we do take your feedback seriously. That's the real answer. Yeah, yeah. And the real answer to when the show is over is now. We'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. You know what's hilarious is we had a ton of merch messages today, but like the revenue is actually really low because everyone it's was buying pins. pins and screwdriver bit sets. Remember when we thought that this many ridiculous hard? Yeah. Oh, okay. See my card.